hello and welcome to the Lost Archives. My name's Owen and I'm the Dungeon Master of this ragtag group of heroes and adventurers. Hi everybody, I'm Claire. I'm playing Mira, who's a dragonborn sorcerer, half-red dragon, half-silver dragon. Uh, originally was a bit of a politician and now has joined the adventuring life probably to a greater extent than she ever expected. Hi everyone, I'm Michael. I'm playing Lockie Hobbs, a warforged artificer. Uh, originally was part of a flying castle but I've since left and resumed an adventure with my mouth friends. Uh, cool. Um, hey guys, I'm Jared and I play the character of Jin. He is a level 6 lore bard and a level 2 hexblade warlock. Uh, I'm currently an associate and ally of the Tempest Guild and I am helping them in their goal of stopping the Queen of Dragons, Tiamat. Hello, I'm Ali, and I'm playing Sharma, the Yuan T. Sorlock, um, who is traveling with the Tempest Adventuring Guild, trying to find the other half of her soul, who is hiding somewhere away, far from reach. Hi guys, I'm Matt, uh, playing Yedda, the uh, sneaky wood elf ranger and rogue, who, after a tragic uh, incident in the jungle with his previous expedition, has now joined up with this lovely ragtag group of adventurers and is uh, looking to see what happens next. Hello! 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 <laughs> Welcome back to the Lost Archives! I did a little snip to let me know where to do cuts. <laughs> you all doing? We're here. We're almost all here. We're only missing Jared tonight. He's, um, he's sick. Not with COVID. Not with flu. What's he got this time? Tonsillitis. Oh, poor, poor little boy. Yeah. Poor little boy. See, see, the trick with tonsillitis is to get it removed when you're a kid. Ah. I, I just see. I just, I just have superior tonsils. They're just like fucking jacked as shit, and they punch out anything that comes close. The rest of me is not. The rest of me is pale, pasty, and thin as twigs. But my yeah. tonsils, all my musculature is concentrated there, so it just fights off all. My, my, <laughs> my tonsils were the opposite. They were just like they got me sick all the time. My parents were like. <laughs> Gonna take those suckers yeah, out. Yeah, those fuckers are gonna come out of your mouth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, no, hello everybody. Welcome back. We're doing. We're playing Dungeons and Dragons tonight and discussing random medical facts about our bodies. Uh, we hope <laughs> you guys have had a really lovely week. I wasn't sure whether or not we'd be able to have our session this week, but hey, surprise, we can. How exciting. We're all here. We're gonna do some Dungeons and Dragons. Let me do a quick recap of the story so far, and then we will jump into the session. The Tempest Adventuring Guild, a group of mercenaries, explorers, and adventurers, has been working to thwart the machinations of a group known as the Order of the Dragon. This cult has been amassing power, wealth, and knowledge in an attempt to perform a ritual which would bring a dark, draconic god, Tiamat, back into the world. A story has been following the escapades of some of the members of this group, Mira, Jin, Loki, Yervith, and Shana, who have travelled to Chiari, the draconic nation, to work against the cult's actions there. Our heroes are now on the run. A violent coup led by a group known as the Children of Tiamat has taken control of the city of Elixir. The five elder dragons have been poisoned, their only ally in the city, Ambassador Elia, has been captured, and the city is now in chaos. After escaping the guard who had been sent to capture them, the party have fled to the undercity of Elixir, a vast network of tunnels and abandoned buildings that have sunk deep into the sands. Mira and Loki have briefly left with a member of the Equalists to try and locate other members uncorrupted by the cult. Meanwhile, Jin, Shana, and Yerveth ran into an old friend, Baldur, the Goliath Barbarian who had been recruited to the Tempest Guild and was last seen in Oxenfurt. With Baldur was a dragonborn paladin of Ahamat, who introduced himself as Akani. It turns out that Baldur's mission to infiltrate the Cult of the Dragon went very well indeed, and soon after he was shipped off to Velixir to help protect the cultists there. Akani was a member of the Equalists who grew disgusted by the cult's corruption of his people, a natural pairing. The group decided the best way forward would be to head, into the, head to the council chambers and try to save the Council of Five. 
Deeper underground, the party came across some giant spiders seemingly infested with a parasitic fungus. More dangerous, though, was the fungus's other victim, an adult green dragon now corrupted with the mycelium. Fighting for their lives, the party took on this terrifying foe and through their combined might were able to destroy it. We last left off the session with the party having tricked some Ettens, a two-headed giant kin, which had been hiding from the dragon, uh, into giving up some magic items of questionable integrity. And we jump straight back in as the two Ettens, having now reversed who is the leader and who is the, uh, the subservient, have moved back down the side tunnels and out of sight. Akani, you have strapped around the uh, belt uh, with the giant markings around your waist, and you felt a flush of strength as your strength was set to 21. Feeling pretty good right now. Feeling pretty good right now indeed. Um, no other effects as of yet, as far as you're aware. Have I still got a tiara, or did I give that off to someone else? You still have the tiara. I should I should now say this. So the tiara was already quite warped and um, damaged in the fight where you were sort of trying to keep it away from the Etans and they were trying to take it off. You, it has become even more so. You can see that the gem that was in the center of the, the center of the tiara, um, this sort of rich emerald green, has cracked even further. And every so often is letting off these flashes of light. Um, Baldor, even with your um, humble intelligence, <laughs> looking at this item, Thank you. you get a sense of foreboding from it. It's not supposed to look like this. I mean, part of it's actually been twisted. One of the arms that's supposed to sit around your head and ears has been twisted and is now up over the top, almost like a little hat. It's, yeah, the thin, delicate silvery metal is... Uh, seen better days. I assume like a paramedic getting to like a have mending. Uh, if anyone has mending, Baldor does not have mold, uh, mending. Sadly, Jin sort of takes a look and goes, "Oh, if only, if only we had our uh, artificer Loki here. He could have a look at that for you. Unfortunately, um, he's gone off. But uh, maybe another time, Baldor." Um. I've got the ATR in my hand and I very, very delicately handle it mm -hmm. and um, then put it back on my head to see if it does. Oh, boy. Uh, okay, Baldur. <laughs> Could you please roll me oh, no. uh, a wisdom saving throw, please? Mm. How wise is Baldur? Allegedly fine. 18. Uh, allegedly fine. Baldur, <laughs> as you place this on your head, the clearly now malfunctioning magical effect... Uh, sort of for a moment you feel this almost like this intelligence coming from the item itself some mind alien to your own and as you place this on your head you feel it seek to warp and change what you're seeing and what you're feeling but also what you think your beliefs who you are deep down it's all just information to this thing but then you sort of fight off this effect and you feel that presence retreating and the the headband, this this uh, tiara, this damaged tiara, uh, the light fades and is uh, flickering no longer. Mm. Okay, I will then. Uh, if it's still on my head, and do I so it's on my head? Do I feel that presence like have a go and then stop? Yes, you feel you feel it almost. So so to Baldor's mind, it feels like another mind. There's this, but a very alien mind. It feels you can almost hear it thinking in numbers uh, rather than words or thoughts. It's, it feels very odd, very alien. 
um, before this this presence retreats and you feel nothing in your own mind. But uh, if you want to try and reach out with your mind towards the crown while you're wearing it, you absolutely can. Um, I was more thinking um, if it if it has a go and attacks or like infiltrates, um, then deviates. But if I still if I've still got the intelligence boost, do I still have that benefit? At the moment, no. Previously, what you'd felt when you'd worn this before was these sudden flashes of intelligence, where suddenly you felt much more, much more intelligent. But it's sort of faded for the moment. But you can feel there's something there. There's still some residual magic in this thing. It's just different. The damage has changed. It has has warped it even further. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Baldur's going to take that one back off again. Um, <laughs> he's then going to turn to the rest of the group, um, holding it in his hands. This tiara is a little bit strange. I thought it was only good before, but it is speaking to me and taking my mind. I would say, Baldur, you don't get a sense of malevolence from it. Your wisdom save 18 is very high. It's not It's not a sense of malevolence. It's just a sense of very different. This thing thinks very differently to you. And so that incompatibility was what was causing that that moment and was threatening to sort of change the way you were thinking and feeling because it was trying to push its own thoughts into your mind but yeah, not okay. not you don't get a sense of malevolence from it or benevolence it's it feels very you don't you don't get a sense of personality let me say that you don't feel there's a sense of personality you don't get there's a there's an in, there's no feeling of intent behind this thing um given your ridiculous wisdom role yeah it just it felt it felt more like just a like a spell effect but not directed at any one thing yeah, okay. Well, rather than uh, taking my mind, it's more of a uh, intrigue about my mind. It was some sort of interaction between there could be something in here, trying to get what's in here. And I look around to the party for any props. Uh, Don't put it back on then. Maybe yeah. not put it on now. I'm wondering if it would be worth um, showing it to Griswold when we get back to the guild. Um, Griswold's all lucky. Yeah. Well, he might be able to both repair the item, but also explain how it works and maybe how you could take safeguards. Because, I mean, if you could get the effects of this crown, I mean, that would be quite a boon. Yeah. Well, we still, we still don't know the full potential of this crown either. And perhaps Griswold will be able to tell us that as well. But for now, oh, I was just going to say, in its current damaged state, would it be safest to maybe wrap it in something and then store it in the um, the bag of holding, in Jin's bag? I was thinking uh, if we put it into the bag, then it won't physically hit anything, so... It'd be safe in my mind. I think, I think that's a good idea. We can't trust uh, damaged magical items at the moment. Not a great idea. No. I begin walking to Jin's back. Uh, yeah, Jin will, Jin will go, yes, I'll, I'll keep it safe for you. Keep it safe for you, Baldor. Here, place it in my bag. And he pulls oh, out his bag uh, Jin, Jin, before you put it in, um, can you wrap it in a, in a cloak or something that you're not currently using? Oh, I can maybe spare one of my costumes, but I, what if I need it, Shana? What if it touches something else in the bag and explodes? I don't know. It's a broken ground. Broken magical item. And I'm sure you'll be plenty deceiving as it is, Jin, without another cloak. <laughs> <laughs> he sort of looks at you, Akani, and goes, 
Look, it was all in a bit of fun. Can't you take a joke? Yes, very well, fine. Reaches in, pulls out a, a section of costume, holds it out without touching the crown to, to place it in. Um, Baldur, you place it in, he wraps it up and then drops it in the bag of holding. Uh, all right, I need all of you to make me dexterity saving throws as the bag... No, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was waiting for it. <laughs> Sorry, I could bag of holding going into a bag of holding. Yeah, it was, it's actually not a crown. Oh. It's a bag of holding. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. Oh, um, it was a gin the entire time. <laughs> it's a gin. Like, you guys watch as the, the crown now wrapped up in a, uh, or I should say the tiara, now wrapped up in uh, one of Jin's <clears throat> spare costumes, drops into the bag of holding and disappears from sight. He closes it back up and straps it back to his waist. Right, I, wonder, well, um, I wonder how I, those ogres I, came across such items. I have to assume they killed people and took them and ate them. Hence why we maybe should kill them. As we were uh, yep. just gonna have a bit of a look around and sort of say, yes. Oh there are treasures down here. This is this place is old. Who knows what could be down here? Ooh, and as left behind. I did learn recently that dragons store hoard under their cities, so I think you could be right. I was well that is true, that is where we're going. Potential uh, additional point is that the this dead-ish now doubly dead green dragon that's behind us perhaps they had killed previous adventurers and the um obvious just sort of picked the items off their dead corpses although that belt you've got there that's giant that isn't something that your regular adventurer would just be carrying around unless it was brought in from somewhere else no, you're you're not wrong. It's um, I mean, Akani, you would know that the dragons and giants were mortal enemies when the giants were uh, around. The dragons were the first ones to come through and quickly colonized parts of uh, parts of Nostea. The giants felt like the dragons were invaders. The dragons and giants have always had strange relations, from what you remember of your history. We didn't invade. We were invited. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in, in your mind, yeah. In your mind, absolutely. I've just sort of scooted back onto the platform and looking back up where the spiders were. Do they have any sparkly bits dangling in their web from people they might have? Yeah, Akani, 100%. There are a couple of bodies bound up in webs high above. Not necessarily humanoid bodies. There's a couple of what look to be um, largish looking rats. And by largest looking rats, I mean about the size of a dog. Um, you can see the sort of narrow tail slightly poking out. Um, you can see you can see there are two humanoid figures. One looks like it could be a dragonborn. One looks like it's some desiccated corpse. Uh, hard to know whether it's human, elf, um, half elf from this distance, and, and given the, the state of decomposition, I mean the spiders have drunk this for quite a while. <laughs> There's not much left. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah but... <laughs> uh, yes. you can shoot them down. Got it. Oh, I think I could give it a go. Sure. Uh, I mean, I'll get you to roll just because it's D&D &D and you probably should roll some dice, but I, I'd, be, I'd be amazed if you missed this. Just let me put it that way. So before he rolls, if they're less than 30 feet away, if Shana can help somehow using Mage Hand to like hold the body steady as like Yervit shoots through the anchoring yep. or something? They're, they're 30 feet away almost exactly. So the roof, yeah. sorry, the roof is 30 feet high, so they're less than that. So they're about 20, 25. So yeah, you can help. Um, 
you have it, you can have advantage for this. Uh, Twenty eight is a good start. Thirty is a better finish. Yeveth uh, <laughs> just knocks three arrows simultaneously, turns the bow sideways, squints one eye, and then lets go with three arrows. The three arrows <laughs> fly through the air. Yeah, three arrows at once. Uh, sever the spider silk threads. It'd be very hard to do in a in a combat situation, but he's got time to relax. He can he can focus. And Shana's there holding the body still with a mage hand. Um, again, I should say Shana's mage hand. It's this dark shadowy hand almost has like claws um and it's leaking shadow it emerges from her shadow rises up and then goes and holds the body still um it looks very similar to Jin's mage hand actually almost identical um but yeah yeah if you fire these arrows the bodies smash into the ground the giant rat and then the two humanoid figures um yeah now that they're on the ground and have sort of split open the the more desiccated corpse the humanoid one that was sort of indeterminate uh, actually shatters on impact um the arms and legs splinter off you can see the head cracks in a, in a number of places and the squelching sound kind of collapses in itself um inside you can see the tatters of what was maybe once some sort of robe um Probably was a red colour originally, but the sort of rotted blood and bodily fluids that have embedded into this thing while the spiders have been in, uh, injecting it with digestive fluids and drinking it. Hey, look, this is what spiders do. Don't get me disgusted, looks. You want us to look at the bodies? This is what you get. Um, <laughs> the red the red robe has sort of gone a bit more of a brown, but it definitely looks like some sort of like red robes as well. You can see that there is also uh, what looks to be some sort of wand that he is holding. Um, still clutched in these skeletal hands, and as the arm splinters off and cracks against the ground, the hand opens, and you can see this white, almost like bone wand in his hands. Uh, the dragonborn that drops down, 100%, yeah, you can see that this is a, a dragonborn, um, a brass dragonborn, um, much fresher, in fact, hardly desiccated at all. Uh, mouth open in a rictus of what looks to be some sort of scream, eyes still wide open but covered in bits of webbing holding the face in place uh, and you can see that his clothes are still intact again not wearing armor per se you can see it looks to be maybe some sort of like part leather armor strapped over robes or uh, strapped over um not robes sorry strapped over uh, a toga which is the sort of traditional draconic uh draconic fare for dragonborns maybe some sort of um archaeologist or thief or, or some of the like maybe some sort of uh, grave robber who perhaps stumbled upon something he did not mean to. Uh, and you can see he does have a pouch around his waist as well, and a backpack. Um, it's not been torn open. Are there any notes or any, any like, maybe like a journal or something in his in this guy's belongings, maybe indicating why he would be here? Yeah, could you give me an investigation check as you uh, pat down the body? Um, <clears> while <throat> Yervith's doing that, uh, what would the rest of you guys like to be doing? Turns her attention to the cast of corpse that has, you know, she's yeah. going to just sort of wand. check out that <laughs> wand, but also um, check out the robe, see if they're worth trying to salvage and see if they might be of use to anyone. Yeah. Um, do you want to roll me an investigation or perception check? Your choice to sort of figure out what's going on with the robes or the wand. Actually, I'd, I'd also allow Arcana if you're investigating the wand specifically, but it sounds like you're sort of going after the robe, Shana. In that case, then... Akani or Boulder, did you want a general... general look? Yeah. Did you guys want to look at the wand in that case? Um, <laughs> perception, Arcana, or Investigation, your choice. And I'll, I'll determine what you see based on which one you roll. Yerveth, Investigation. Uh, yeah, Yerveth. I mean, you just... There's something about this. This body still wrapped in webs. The face open in a scream of horror. Frozen in death, as it probably was in the final moments of its life. 
it puts you off just a little bit. <laughs> you find yourself kind of reluctant mm. to start patting down this corpse. Uh, you sort of have a bit of a cursory glance, but um, you just the, there's something about this thing that gives you the willies. Uh, Shana, perception yeah. of five. These robes are ruined. They're beyond repair. The, the um, body that has rotted inside of these has permanently ruined these. Uh, you think these are unsalvageable. This is, this is disgusting. They were once red and they were... There's something familiar about them, but you just can't put your finger on it where you've seen these red robes before. Even if, like, she thinks they're unsalvageable, I think even as scrap fabric, like, because I'm just sort of thinking, I'm like... I will add, they reek of putrefaction. Like, they smell like a decomposing body. Just so you know. (laughs) If if Jin was here, he'd be using prestidigitation to, like, make it... Yeah, I've got prestidigitation. I was just going to say, Jin would do that for sure. Can I clean them up with prestidigitation? Like, also have it. Yeah, you and Jin can both sort of work at cleaning these up. I yeah, and absolutely. Like my unlimited water, my shape water, like give them a good yeah. like wash. But even if she thinks they're unsalvageable, I think she'd still try and even just take the scraps of fabric back with her, like in case they could be of use for someone. Okay. You can add scraps of red fabric, uh, six scraps of red fabric to your inventory. Uh, Akani and Baldur. I know nothing about Arcana, so I'm not gonna bother with the wand I'll, I'll leave that to the the magic folk but i i would like to go over and sort of close the dragonborn's jaw and do the, the whole yeah eyes, oh, nice. eyes drawn thing yeah carney as you do that you've got to close the jaw you can see that um rigor mortis has 100 percent set in and you sort of have to put a bit of strength in before you <laughs> <laughs> oh, crack the jaw strength is unfamiliar to me and just <laughs> actually that's a good oh, point yeah. no sorry never mind i can't as, as you go to do this you're expecting to have to strain against this sort of seeing rigor mortis having set in but you just close this slam shut with with relative ease in fact wow. you sort of shatter two of the teeth as you do this you sort of look down and you feel strong still, that that feeling of strength, but you feel like you don't quite understand the limits of it just yet. Brief little flex to the rest of the group and close yeah. his eyes. And... Um, um, as, well, you, as you, oh sorry, no, Boulder, you go. Um, as you like, sort of flex, I walk <laughs> over to you uh, and have a closer look at your um, your new belt because these have got hill giant is like giant runes on it and yeah. Baldur is to some degree related with the giants yes so yes. he's gonna try have a big old investigate of all yep. those runes so hey akani um i want to have a look at your belt yeah you you can look <laughs> i'm not going to take it but um i then gesture for him to like sort of like turn as I begin reading the the belt. Like if there's symbols on them, I spin and try to decipher the symbols. Yeah, um, Baldur, could you make me a um, perception investigation or history check? Your choice. Um, can I assist in any way because I also am somewhat familiar with giant from my dungeon delving experiences? Can I sort of like look up and go, ah? Oh, I can give you a hand, Boulder, if you're having a Yeah, I'll, I'd say you can give Boulder help with that. Boulder, you have the help action. You can roll with advantage on whichever one you choose, as uh, you and Yerveth kind of like look and... Ah, oh, 17. Not bad at all. 15 was the second roll, but 17 will take. Boulder, as you're sort of looking over these runes, even though the giant dialect, the, the dialect you use as a Goliath is, is sort of like a... It, it is still giant, but it's, it's a regional dialect or a modified dialect of it. And the other thing as well you've got to keep in mind is that 
the giant runes haven't really been used as an active language for hundreds of years, not since the giants disappeared. So the, the dialect has kind of fallen apart and, and changed over time. It's like us trying to read Old English now. Even though we're English speakers, we would struggle to be able to read Old English. There are changes to the structure of the words that we just aren't used to seeing. Um, but you, you do a pretty good job. Like you, as you're looking over this, Baldur, your, your natural sort of curiosity and your natural thought processes and maybe maybe some residual effects of wearing the tiara from before, you just see these patterns and you're able to uh, interpret them. The belt looks like it has names on it. At first, you're not quite sure what these words are, but you, you quickly figure these seem to be maybe clan names or, or names of, of members of a clan. You, you, you vaguely remember from your, your knowledge of, of giant culture that the giants were arranged within the hierarchy under something known as the Ordning, which was basically designed where there was a very strict social class in place uh, where giants were arranged in a hierarchy with hill giants at the very bottom. But within that structure of hill giants, they would also have clans that they would be they would be um, loyal to or that they would belong to. These look like maybe maybe names from a clan. You can see there's Guthbert the Gutbreaker. You can see there is, and you're so like you get they're, they're very inventive names. There's um, Ivar Bone Chomper. Um, you can see there is. Um, Yvonne Browbeaten. There's like there's a lot of uh, interesting names here, but more importantly, the very center is a phrase, and that phrase you were able to interpret with almost a. You're very confident you've interpreted this and, and translated this correctly because it actually isn't too dissimilar to a prayer that Goliaths actually use. May the strength of the clan strengthen you in turn. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so as I read that phrase, I'm going to sort of like sort of um, fumble through some of the names of the possible members or clans, and then I get to that, uh, that phrase and just read it out loud. I'll um, I'll read it first in Goliath. Um, uh, sorry, in um, in Giant. Yeah, and then uh, come back and then say it again in common. So uh, may the strength of the clan strengthen you. And then what was the whole phrase, actually? <laughs> May the strength of the clan strengthen you in turn. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, as you say it in giant, the symbols begin to glow very, very faintly. Akani, oh, wow. you grow one foot. You watch as Akani stretches, muscles sort of starting to bulge against his scales as Akani grows a foot taller. Oh, my lord. Oh, um, Akani, you. It, this feels very strange. You feel your bones lengthening and reshaping, not just getting longer, but tougher. Everything inside of you feels more sturdy, more solid. You can feel your muscle fibers themselves stretching and thickening. Um, and your armor is now sort of, there's a little bit of midriff showing. <laughs> so your like, torso is stretched. Um, Luckily, your digitigrade feet uh, stretch up, and so there's no change. Like your, your pants are a little bit shorter on you, but I mean, most dragonborn walk about barefoot on digitigrade feet, so it's not too much of a change there. But a little bit of midriff showing. The sleeves are a little bit shorter than they were before. In a crop top plate. <laughs> crop top plate mail. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 
a carny, yeah. you, I mean, as, as this sort of stretch occurs, it doesn't hurt, but it feels like this should hurt a lot. Yeah. I have a question. But I don't know I if take a step back. Am I as yeah. tall as Baldor now? Yeah, uh, you would be. Absolutely. Hmm. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> you had a question, Yervis? Are you okay? Yeah. Um, Yervis have seen the effects of enlarge or reduce before. Is it like that, or does you've seen you've seen Loki use you've seen Loki use enlarge. Yeah, you've seen I you've seen, seen Loki. Use it before, yeah. You've seen Loki activate a uh, an ability based on giant runes where he grows to the size of a giant. Um, no, that is this that more... this is physical. His body has stretched and changed. With Loki, you can see magic always around him, sort of augmenting yeah. and changing his form and, and shifting him as he as he grows. Um, almost like a transformer, right? Like Loki, like unpacks into a bigger yeah, form. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, his Warforged state, uh, Giant Forge state, I should say, um, as he is a custom subclass of Warforged called Giant Forge or subrace of uh, Warforged. Um, but this is different. Akani, this looks like flesh molding. This looks like some. He, he has grown in size. Uh, in front of your eyes, in the space of a few seconds, he's grown an entire foot, and it, there's no—you can't see any signs of magic. This clearly has to be some sort of magic, but there's no magical effects around him, no wards or auras. It looks like his flesh and skin have grown and stretched as he has taken on this more giant form. Wow! Yeah, yeah, it just looks like an awe. Like, whoa, that was wild. <laughs> Are you okay? I, I think so. I... Are you in pain? No, I feel strong. I feel good. If oh, anything, your sword moment. feels a bit small in your hands now, Akani. Yeah, as you look, your your hands are even a little bit bigger. My, my halberd's down. Halberd, sorry. It's like a toothpick in my hands now. <laughs> Not quite, <laughs> but yeah, sure. <laughs> um, Boulder looks with a little bit of like pride, and <laughs> then walks up to the giant's belt. And then gives it a tap and says, the giant sucks drum himself. Nothing happens to the belt. Um, Akani, Baldur just like taps your waist where the belt is. <laughs> um, yeah, I, he's, he's more saying it to like look around being like, we're, we're, we've been praising the dra the dragons a bit. And he's trying to get a point on the board for, for, the, giants. <laughs> for the giants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the giants. Well, let's not say that phrase again any any time soon. I what phrase? I the much... strength of the clan may it strengthen but... your own resolve, or something like that. None of that, deceiver. Nothing I happens. That was Jin saying that. Not yeah, you. that was Jin. That was Jin. That was Jin. <laughs> Nothing happens. Um, Nothing. I don't, I don't know if my body could take that again. What does Jin think of this? Jin, um, Jin's looking very curiously at this belt. You can see that he's thinking yeah. very deeply about it, and and he does say the phrase again. Um, May the strength of the clan strengthen you in turn. May the strength of the clan strengthen you in turn. Oh, really? Nothing? Oh, that's disappointing. I wanted to see how big we could make him. <laughs> Maybe it has to be from a true giant. You should say I it again, Baldor. You, you should You should say it again see what happens. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't, we don't want to say it too many times. We don't want him to uh, yeah, might, what do you... explode. <laughs> I won't fit my armor anymore. Honey? That's a, that's a no, then. Um, In any case, we don't quite know what it does, so perhaps we'll just leave it at that and get on our way then, huh? How, how many more belt buckles 
how much can you tighten this more? I imagine you've um, gotten wider in the waist as well. He, here's the thing, Baldur. The belt has grown with him. As you're Ooh. noticing that, this is great. As you're noticing that, it's grown with him. Akani, that hunger you were feeling before, you were sort of feeling a bit peckish. You're like, you're hungry. Like, yeah. You've done a lot of growing in the last 10 seconds. Um, you are feeling quite hungry. There is a grumble as your stomach yeah, your stomach would, would audibly grumble, but all of you can hear. And Akani, you're, you're feeling hungry. Like, that's a lot of growing you just did. I start digging into my pack and whipping out my my dragon rations. Could you make me a constitution saving throw, please? I surely can. It's not what you think. Maybe it is what you think. I don't know what you're thinking. And he 14. Akani, you just begin tearing through your rations. You guys watch as Akani eats two, three four days worth of rations in a very short amount of time just demolishing this food Akani as you're sort of getting through this you're feeling better like this is filling you up nicely and as you sort of get to the fifth day's worth of rations that you've just consumed you're, you're feeling good now you're not not hungry anymore you're not full you're very far from full but you're feeling closer to you're feeling satisfied that was enough as you put the remaining two rations back in your bag <laughs> and just demolish the other five yeah you're feeling better Bottle around impressed. like I didn't just do that. <laughs> the amount of food Nothing you just ate, here. <laughs> Jin sort of looks with horror as Akani just goes, <laughs> <laughs> starts demolishing yeah. this food. Yeah, this kind of like, um, you, you know, if you need food, I can I can help. I've, I can give you some berries if you need them. Are they good berries? You might need more than yeah. berries. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. <laughs> They're okay <laughs> berries. We'll fill the stomach of a man for a day, but, um... I'll take four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he will. Um, so these Ettons are definitely the murder crown they had going on of Burns. They probably did kill people, so... What do we think? So we can see lots more urgent things to attend to. We are meant to be getting to the citadel. The, the city is still in ruin, or in, under attack, I should say. Mm. True. There are more are more pressing concerns for the city than a, a pair of rogue Ettins. We can always come back for them once we've sorted out what's going on with the council. Yes. Do we want hell? to check? I mean. They would be the most likely to know the way around here, and I mean they've been nice and hospitable so far. Well, we, we weren't really, we weren't able to get much from them though. We they said go north. Well, yeah, they just pushed us. Yeah. I mean, you always say go north and so he'll come back. Did Did you ever pick up that one, Shauna, or you just? Um, I got a little bit distracted with the road. Actually, <laughs> I was wondering. Um, Shauna, as you look over, someone... the one's gone. Scammed. The wand is gone. Jin. <laughs> you have the wand? Jin, Jin, like, looks at you. I don't know what you're talking about. And you see him pocket the wand. Yeah, you see him pocket the wand. As he pulls it out of his sleeve, he goes, oh, I just, no one seemed to be interested in this little bauble, so I thought I'd have a bit of a look. I tried, I had a bit of a glance at it, but um, it, it seems a little bit outside my wheelhouse. He begins flicking it through his fingers. It's made of bone. Tosses it between his fingers and then stops and grabs it. That. But FX, I mean, do you have a idea at all? Avada Kedavra! Yeah. And he points at you. Cast uh, a spell! Nothing <laughs> happens as he, as he swings it around and like points it at you. 
Because you just feign death. <laughs> you can you can feign death if you want. Do you want to feign death? Oh my god! Okay, uh, you guys watch as Jin points the wands at Shana and says "Avada Kedavra," which in his mind is just gibberish. Um, and you just watch as Shana just ah, and then falls down, lifeless and still. Jin sort of looks at the wand, drops it, runs over, and like starts shaking you. Oh my god! Oh my god! She she's actually dead, guys. I knew you were evil. No, I didn't. I didn't what? know what it did. I, I, I hadn't tested. I, Jin, what have you done? I didn't do anything. I. I told you everything could not be trusted. It's, ah. it's the wand. I, I didn't know what it did. He points over Bono at this bone up wand. Walks up. To and then him. I think he just gets back up and goes. Well, safe to say it doesn't do that. <laughs> How long does feign death last for? It's not a spell. Like it's literally just. There's a spell. There's a spell called Feign Death. I thought you're casting a spell, Feign Death. Literally a spell. Oh, okay. In that case, then. Okay. In that case, then. Wow, player. Okay. So there is. There's a spell called Feign Death that lasts for an hour. This is what I was amazed. I was like, "You cast Feign Death?" You're like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Okay." It lasts for an hour to all outward investigations, medicine checks, arcana checks. You are dead. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you are blinded, deafened, and paralyzed for an hour. It's it's an intense spell to use. It's like when you are about to suffer a TPK, and you're like, "Well, there's only one way out of here. See you later, shit lords." <laughs> Fame death yourself, <laughs> um, or if you need to like get into a funeral it's home for some heist. Yeah, infiltrate a morgue. Yeah. Hey, I'm just saying, Dungeon the Mad Mage, if you wanted to bypass a whole lot of the upper levels, Feign Death is a good way to get through it. <laughs> just that saying. Um, but yeah, okay, in that case, then you're not casting Feign Death. As Jin runs over and shakes you, like he feels you are still warm. Okay. Performance. Okay, performance 17. Okay, then then what we just described does happen. And then Shana sits up and goes, no, nah, I'm kidding, I'm fine. <laughs> Jin, Jin just like uh, uses his mage hand to slap you, uh, Shana. <laughs> he watches this that. shadow hand emerges from his shadow, like flies over and then goes, Whoosh! <laughs> <laughs> hey, Baldor. Mm-hmm. Do you know what's up with those shadows? Um, <clears throat> Baldor didn't up, see... Kind of Baldor didn't see the shadows in the previous um, session, so I don't think he does. You've seen Jin do some shadow magic stuff, definitely. I'm, okay. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure you did see... Sh- uh, see Jin do some shadow magic star things before. Um, I, I'm trying to remember yeah, what specifically sure. you would have seen, but yeah, you, I mean, this um, is the first time you've seen his mage hand and certainly um, the first time you saw his sword, that weird sword he summons from his shadow. That yeah. was weird. Let it be known that Yerveth is making a mental note of all of this. It's okay. Be- because know. before Mira and Loki left, they told me, they're like, make sure they don't do anything weird. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, because I already am pretty onto them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Yerveth, Yerveth, you you sort of see Baldur and Akani taking note. Akani, Baldur, you notice Yerveth taking note as well and looking a bit like confused. I give I give you guys like thoughtful. a side eye, like like the the eye of like someone who's like I know what's up and I can tell you, but I'm like maybe not right now. It's kind of like a bit of a side eye, like kind of a eyebrow raise, sort of. Uh, yeah, the, the, the sneaky thumbs up. Yeah, very subtle. I try to hide it as best I can. Or um, just like investigates his shadow, like he you know, waves it, <laughs> and doesn't do anything. Your shadow acts normally. Too much. 
he sometimes does shadow things. This is different a bit now. Uh, That's what I whisper. Fair enough. Um, you mentioned there's a pouch on the Dragonborn corpse that I head squashed. No one? Uh, yes, sorry. I, for some reason, I thought that was in character. I don't know why. Yeah, uh, yeah there's, uh, he's got a, <laughs> the Dragonborn, um, let's call him the Dragonborn adventurer um, or thief or uh, archaeologist. Has a backpack yeah. and a pouch. Uh, backpack on his back and a pouch around his waist. Yeah, I'd like like to politely um, relieve him of the burdens in the afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> oh I would, I would say, you, um, you would know that Dragonborn religion, um, you are often burnt is the correct way to be returned to your return to the hall of your ancestors, and you do not take possessions with you. Um, well, yeah, so I, I help him with that. You help me with that. the lack yeah. of possessions part. You, you release his soul from the burdensome uh, possessions of these earthly goods as you uh, take his backpack off and the pouch. Have a look through. Um, Akani, there's a few coins in the pouch. It looks like um, a, a few um, coins, uh, gold and silver from the Draconic Nation that have been uh, minted in the in the symbol of different dragons. Um, it all adds up to roughly about eight gold and six silver worth of, uh, of coins. The backpack, however, is an interesting story. As you pull it open and look, you can see that inside in a glass jar is a purple pulsing mass of that mycelium softly Ooh. pulsing against the the glass walls of the jar um you can also see uh that inside the backpack are a number of uh scrolls which look to be hand-drawn maps of some of the tunnels you can see where he has drawn dead ends you can see where he has drawn some dangers but more importantly um as you have a bit of a look around the the maps you can see that he has actually drawn uh, a large tunnel heading towards the north, and he's written, Council Chambers don't get caught. Oh, guys, Ooh. I found two things of great interest to us. Wow. Boy, that's convenient. Spooky fungus handy map. We've got the name of the episode, everybody. Like the fungus that was stolen from that greenhouse, the plant. Uh, this looks a lot like the fungus that was on the dragon and the spiders. Yeah. The, oh. What was what was taken from the greenhouse was plants. This is fungus. Oh, okay. Yep. I know there's been a lot of biology in this uh, in these last few sessions. I apologize. <laughs> oh, <that's good. laughs> okay. Uh, Shana recognizes that it's the same mushroom. Sorry. Can she oh, yeah. quickly seal it in it is one sealed. of her in, in, containers? It's in glass. It's sealed in a glass jar. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I was grabbing it and holding it up. Yeah, guys, oh, look at this. Fungus pizza. Oh, it's dissolving my hand. Wow. <laughs> oh, no. What if I... Oh, it's on my face. Uh, yeah, oh, no, it's in, sealed in a glass jar. Does it seem to be reacting to like where his hand is on the jar oh yeah oh it, yeah or... oh yeah 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 as as akani pulls it out it grows away from the light and towards the shadow that his hand is creating oh ah. interesting spooky it's going for the dark it's not going for the light yes hey akani can you spin that glass around spin the glass around. i it i moves, say under my breath pulling itself I over Oh yeah, your god's gonna love this. What? <laughs> uh, Shana, you hear that? Jin hears that as well. Jin gives you a bit of a look and goes, "Not oh, the god of mushrooms; it's the god of shadows." And, and well, well, 
You saw how it reacted. Loves the shadows. Gee, Owen, can I just have a little bit of clarification? Yeah. Is the fungus like retreating from the light or is it growing towards the darkness? Well, that, I mean, that's a tough question to answer because that ba- that's based on your interpretation. You see it moving from the light towards the dark. away. So every every time it looks like it's either moving towards his hand or the shadow that his hand is creating. There are other experiments you could do to check this, though, if you wanted to. Yeah, I, I take it over and give it to the, the shadow folk. Yeah, <laughs> shadow kin. Yeah. <laughs> shadow snake and shadow boy. <laughs> I think Shana's probably just holding it and just sort of turning it around and having a look and seeing if she can actually figure out if it's after the darkness because it's afraid of the light or because it just thrives in darkness. Can you make me a nature check, please, Shana? Nature. Not a strong suit. Three. Shana, you're looking at this thing. You've got no idea. Um, For all you know, it's growing towards hands. Maybe it's attracted to hands. Guys, it's attracted to heat. It's not It's not the light or the dark. It's the warmth of your hand. Shana, give it here. It's the rumblies that only hands can satisfy. <laughs> That's a good reference. Is that, is that um, the llama? Llamas with hats, yeah. Llamas with hats. Yeah. <laughs> My tummy is the rumblies that only hands can satisfy. Wow. I mean, Akani, as you say that, you could go a hand right now. Like, go a hand. Carl, that oh, kills geez. people. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I yeah, but you take hands. you take the jar off her and have a bit of a look. Do you want to make a nature check for me, please? Yes, please. Are you a bit more natural? I certainly am. Let's see, eighteen. Uh, yeah, but yeah, this thing this thing is growing away from light. It's moving away from light to areas of darkness. So you definitely get the sense that it is um, not very happy about being brightly illuminated. In fact, you can actually see since being removed from the pack. Um, sections of it have actually started to die being exposed to direct sun, uh, direct light. Okay. Uh, it doesn't look like it's growing in mess. Well, like, like I'd probably cut, cover it up a little bit. Uh, from now that you're it looking at it, like it, no, it's not growing in mass. It's in a, it's in a sealed environment. It cannot increase its mass any further. It is a, it's a sealed environment. So it looks like it's merely using itself to grow and push, probably eating its own dead strands. In complete darkness, does it look like it's moving towards me? Or is it just Ooh. staying stationary? As you, as you pull it into darkness and then and then try to have a bit of a look, uh, you do get the sense that it is trying to head for sources of, of heat once uh, it's in darkness. Yeah, definitely. It is on heat! It's both. It is, it's, so it is both. It's trying to stay out of the light and it's trying to go to sources I, of heat. Yeah, I look back up at you at uh, Shana and go, well, you were partly right. Definitely after heat, but uh, if we want to keep this thing alive, which... I don't think that's a good idea, given what it's, what it's clearly done to these poor creatures. Um, yeah, keep it out of the light. It's stuck in the bag, isn't it? Yeah, it's I throw the the backpack over over to you guys. Uh, we may I, sh- before it goes in the bag. Shana's just gonna make sure it's like fully sealed, like it's got like <laughs> the cork's not partially off or like. Are you putting it in a backpack or the bag of holding? Yeah. Ooh. Let's see if we just put the backpack in the bag of holding, unless someone else has a different idea. Uh, will it die in the bag of holding? Does it count as an alive thing suffocate? There's no air in the bag of holding, but it is also sealed inside of a jar, which means it's got a limited amount of air already. Although corks are permeable to air, so yeah. yeah, that's a good question. Mm. I know the answer. It's, <laughs> it's going to be getting starved <laughs> if right, through the core. 
Sorry. I've got a question, but I'm not sure if it's a question that Shana would ask, which is, are there spores on like anywhere in the jar or on the underside of this? Like, Shana, I would say that is a question. If you think of it, your character thinks of it. As you look, the whole underside of the cork <laughs> and the walls of the jar are covered in these light purple spores. And would Shana know, uh, hey guys, I mean, the spores are present as long as they stay dry and intact. Even if the main body of the fungus passes, say, you know, we put it in the bag of holding and the bag of holding is too dark and cold for it. If we should want to reproduce this fungus, I'm not sure why we would, but we could theoretically reproduce this from the spores that are already present in the jar. So we don't need to worry about the death of this fungus. Yeah. Well, I, I have a very low what, mycology ro- ro- role. Yeah, so. what's your what's your mycology uh, stat? <laughs> Minus ten. Yeah, I mean, you've got no idea. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just gonna shrug and just say, "Look, probably safer in the bag of holding. If you think that we can somehow resurrect it later on, it's fine by me." I think I slept through those lectures, Shana. I'm going to have to trust you on this one. I don't remember. Well, we'll make sure that the the jar is well well sealed we do not need any chance that this lid comes off inside the bag but um not that i think that it would reproduce in the bag anyway but you know think of all your pastries if this was to get on that it can't go in the bag of holding guys we can't allow that (laughs) (laughs) i can't risk compromising my my strongest strongest asset idea idea what if it is well sealed. Does anyone have any wax? Can we seal this thing in wax? And then it is very, very safe. You mean, it's not getting through a wax seal, Jin. No, it, of course not. I mean, it didn't just take over control of a giant adult green dragon. I mean, wax should certainly stop it. <laughs> Come on. Jared would say the mechanical... that. <laughs> if this jar gets damaged, the fungus and the spores get out and then dragon yeah. stuff happens but if it's yeah. in the bag i think we should destroy it safe. no i think i think we should destroy it why are we keeping this thing fungus grenade no could find it really cool fungus grenade fungus grenade i'm sorry what Wait. well i mean what i didn't say fungus grenade did you say fungus grenade i mean i was thinking maybe sassarus might like it but um, i mean fungus grenades work just as well <laughs> Why would Susurus want a highly infectious form of fungus? Why wouldn't Susurus want a highly infectious that form is, of fungus? You are playing with some fire here, Shana. That is my life. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I'm starting to see. I'm starting to see it now. Yes. <laughs> it's this line of thinking that got your people in trouble. I, I've just had a look. I don't have any wax on me, Shana. If that influences your decision choice, does anyone have any wax on them? I have a candle. Candles are made of wax. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it up to the group vote. Do we take the spores with us or do we destroy them here and now? Because we're not leaving them unattended. When do we next visit our friend who can inspect these things? That's a very good question because we don't really know at the moment. Griswold's back at the ship, and the ship is potentially uh, in a bit of trouble. We know it's a couple of hours away from Veloxur if we wanted to get there. You see, the thing I'm is, not sure if Griswold knows much about biology. He's more mechanical. The thing is, 
the poisoning of the council members was done with uh, wine, I believe, that was supplied by Bacchus, our friend, who we landed the ship with. Um, so if the authorities or the guys up there have gone to uh, apprehend Bacchus, they've more than likely apprehended our ship. So at the moment, we have no way of leaving. But you know who poisoned the council? Well, the, the note that we found said that it was the Equalists. Now, I don't know if that's true. But you I gave them the wine. Approved. Well, your friend gave well, them the wine. It was Anyone can buy the wine. Bacchus, it's Bacchus wouldn't sale. have done that. It was very. It could have very easily been set up. We uh, we think we think he we think he supplied wine to the council on a regular basis, and someone poisoned specifically that wine that they were drinking, and he's been framed for it along Surely with Elia. You know of Bacchus's wine. It's yeah. very well known, but you've, you've tasted Bacchus's wine once or twice. He's an eccentric green dragon who lives out in the uh, out in the outer city uh, on his own estate, uh, known as the Worm's Respite, and he makes very experimental wines and strange oh, flavors. That Bacchus. Yeah. Now, yeah. Obviously, no. That's 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 fine. Just. I mean, Look, you would know him honestly, as like so... a, a very apolitical creature. Uh, <laughs> deliberately left the city because he hates <laughs> politics and doesn't like getting involved. He's got a reputation as being a bit outlandish, a bit out there, um, but obsessed with wine. That's that's his focus: wine and, and alcohol. That's all he cares about in the in the whole world. Uh, Pro wine, anti anti politics. Got it. Yes. Aren't we um, all? Does, <laughs> does the note? Does the map have any details about this glass? Uh, this glass jar. No, no information on the jar on the map. But it, it, I would say, having a bit of a look through, you can see there's a couple of other empty jars in there. You get the sense that he carry the carries these things with him, or carry them with him, in case he found things. Mm. Came across this fungus, thought he'd get a sample. Ambush by spiders. I think <laughs> the spores are too valuable to be destroyed. I mean, think about all the stuff that could be done with it versus the potential loss what of... could be done with it only pain yeah so do we destroy it with fire now including this dragon corpse that's also likely covered in spores actually the entire cave the entire cave would need to be sterilized would be here for too long so we take the spores with us that way we have a cure should it get out or you know something that we can study to try and find said cure that is a persuasive argument. It's a good point. Maybe some further research could provide us an answer. And perhaps we could come back and fix this cave. I mean, who knows how much more of the under, under dark has been infected? Yes. There is also the, and I pull out the uh, the the stick. I'm guessing the spike that was in the oh yeah the that dragon. Thing. There is also this, whatever this. Uh, can you show me quickly cap it in a poison vial just to keep it oh, away, it's a isolated? Bit, and it's safe. a bit big for a poison vial, but one of the jars that this uh, explorer had with him would fit in one of the jars. Yeah, the jar, specimen jars are about sort of twenty centimeters high, uh, ten centimeters in diameter. It'd definitely fit inside one of those. It's a bit big for a single test tube vial. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little um, bit of mixing two things, but yeah, just yeah, you put it in, the, um, close the lid. Yes, Baldur. Those contents of glass jar number one get attracted to contents of glass jar number two. Ooh, currently Yerveth has glass jar holding fungal threads and Shana has glass jar holding spike of wood. 
Donna hands the glass jar off to, like, or with the wood to whoever was interested in it. Sorry. She just didn't want it to accidentally. <laughs> as they, as Yerveth is holding both of them, you watch as the spike begins to glow, rising off the bottom of the glass and hovering in the very center, spinning ever so slowly. As it does so, the mycelium in the glass jar, the, the mycelium threads, begin shifting and organizing themselves. No longer a, a chaotic mass of tendrils, they begin forming a sphere in the very bottom, a semicircle or a sphere adhered to the bottom. And then the threads begin growing up towards the cork, probing oh, against no. it. Oh, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, get that candle, get the candle, get the candle, start melting it. As, you, as you pull them apart, the threads collapse and drop back down to the bottom and form a chaotic oh, mess once again. Shit. Wow. Do the spiders have a similar chunk in their noggin? No. Akani, as you have a bit of a look through the spiders, there's no similar chunks. The spiders were just infected with this thing and it looks like it was growing through them at sort of a chaotic, random rate. Bits of chitin being melted off. Whereas the dragon, this thing was wrapped around parts of its brain down its spinal column, much more organised. Yerveth is going to look at Shana and go, you do know who might know about this. Depends how much time we have. It won't take long, but I could try. Lyra might know. Yeah, she she probably oh, uh, she might. It depends if she's run across it already or not. I mean, I mean, it, is it worth bothering her? I think it's it's absolutely worth asking her but maybe once we're in a more safe and secure location um Agreed. i think there are more pressing matters at hand but i absolutely think lyra we should we should ask her well when we get a bit of downtime i'll uh, i'll reach out it's a good idea i am in, in all honesty i'm quite terrified about that core that's um currently in the grasp of our enemy yep the sooner we can get um, back to the ship and check on the core the better and save the council members and stop the children attainment and get out of the city. All of that. That'd be good. Just a few things. Yeah. Um, the uh, the spike that was inside the green dragon's head, was yes. it like pointed directly down towards its brain? Yes, it was. Mm. Absolutely. It was jammed. It almost looked like it had been jammed through the skull and pierced through the bone. Um, Someone did that force. Directing the flow of fungus. Yeah, the two jars side by side, presumably thing pointing up, and then the, the it grew up and then went upwards. Baldur, the the residual effects of putting on this tiara are still strong. <laughs> as you say that, Baldur. yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's you're still feeling this like this this sense of the hot, everything's a pattern. Since you since mm. you put this on, you felt that probe. You can feel that there's patterns everywhere. You just have to know how to see them and how to look. Even though this this tiara was unsuccessful in whatever it was doing, some of the lingering effects are still there. And Boulder, you're just you just see patterns. You see things forming and, and linked together. Rain man. Yeah, yeah. Perfect crossover between this character. <laughs> so aligned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You and as you say that out loud, Boulder, you're like, mm, that sounds correct. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I would I would say that you're right, Boulder. Oh, thank you. I'm I am working on the detective. Well, uh, probably whatever did this remains a mystery. 
So do we um, keep these two jars separate then? I think that would be wise. Fungus in the bag of holding, and then spiky spike in someone else's bag. The, the spike seems harmless enough. I think the fungus probably should go in the bag of holding there. Agreed. Sealed yep. in wax, though, right? Just to be safe. Oh, of course. Both, both are sealed in wax, I think. Just the entire tube. Akani's got one right. candle. Uh, that's not quite enough to seal both jars in wax, but you can definitely coat uh, around the cork and part of the jar that has the fungal mycelium threads in it in wax if Akani gives you his candle. Yeah. Yeah. I throw the candle. I head over and I offer Yervis that bag of coins that I found in exchange for one of those aforementioned berries. Absolutely. I um, I grab the coins and I conjure up some good berries. You can add eight gold and six silver to your inventory, Yerveth, and you can conjure up as many good berries as your spell slot of choice will allow you. Yeah, it'll be ten. Ten. Uh, you got ten, ten good berries. Do you hand them all over to Akani, or do you guys? Oh, I, I hand them. I just sort of make the ten and hand them out to Akani to take as many as he wants. Do I have any self-control over these berries? Uh, you're not as hungry as you were before having eaten through a fair few of your rations, but you you can still feel at, at your core that sense of you're not full. Like you, you've momentarily satisfied yourself, but there's still, there's a hunger there, Akani, deep within, a feeling that you'll you'll never really be full. All right, well, I pop one of the the berries and see what that, see what that does for me. Oh, it hits the spot, but... You're not full. You, you could eat more, definitely. Um, do I, I, um, I could see eat more. Good berries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Baldi, you see good berries. Yeah, but what do um, they look like? I um, I imagine that they are. I was gonna say they're like the classic, like red, shiny, <laughs> sort of like these immaculate. Okay. Yeah, they're like these immaculate dark red little cherries that look like they're like perfectly perfectly made like think think like you know how the japanese are really into like making really like really good fruit yeah it's like super expensive yeah it's like that yeah it's exactly like that it's like this could be like a hundred dollars a cherry oh my god boulder that's what you see (laughs) um he just sees that they're balls of of food and grabs uh he grabs one and um he has like a big sigh because he's feeling. I imagine he's feeling exhausted and just like chucks it into his mouth. Yeah. So you eat it, and as you as you consume it, um, you get a hit point back. And yeah, I mean, it feels it feels nourishing. You feel not a sense of fullness, but a sense of satisfaction from eating this. It contains enough nourishment for a, a full day's worth of food. You feel better. Is it, is it a hit per berry? Hit point per berry. Per berry. Yep. Okay. I can't. I think you're um, up to three now. <laughs> I imagine um, Baldor is exhausted or something like that because he raged four times. You raged four times. Oh, I am. I will give you. A, I will give you a point of exhaustion. Definitely. Thank you for reminding me. I did mean to give that to you last session. Um, the berries will make you feel nourished, but they won't take away. They won't take away exhaustion. Okay. <laughs> Nothing up there. How many does uh, Akani take? I, I probably left it at the at, at the three. Well, once I realized they weren't getting me any closer to feeling satisfied, you'd be like a wall. Yeah, yeah. I could have dessert, but yeah. probably don't need it. 
Uh, that's a I lot will... of food you've just eaten, Akani, in a short space of time. Um, I just want to see. I'm going to. Can you roll me a d100? I just want to see if the next step uh, of the uh, thing takes into effect because you now have started to started to fulfill a couple of other requirements for other things to happen with this build. 52. Yes, things do happen. Um, The horns and sort of scaly sections of armor on Akani grow a little bit thicker, a little bit more jagged. You watch as Akani's horns get slightly more spiked as sections of the keratin pushes up and you get these tiny little spikes all the way up it. Same with your claws Akani they get that just that little bit sharper your teeth as well you feel this sort of like moment of discomfort and your teeth just feel that much sharper as you test them with your tongue you, you nick your tongue ever so slightly pull it back inside your mouth huh. Do, is there any emotional or mental change that goes along no, with this just physical I show my claw to to Baldwin this is getting a bit weird do you think it would help you fight? Is it? It's much sharper now. You're not wrong, there, Boulder. Could be good. Can't hurt. Yeah. How, how do the horns look? Um, give it a turning around in the light. It's like definitely sharper. I like it. <laughs> well done. Nice. <laughs> okay, so we need to head north. Yeah, I, I show everyone the map, and yeah, we, it seems like there's what should be one straight tunnel from from here to the the council chamber. I'm, mm. I'm happy to lead, Akani, if you'd if you'd like to. Uh, yeah, I hand hand the map over to you. Yeah, you're definitely more suited to working out the the way to get somewhere and. Yep. (laughs) Just like you're definitely the one to explain things and describe them in an eloquent way, Akani. Known for my advanced eloquence. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you can see the pathway. Pathway curves around towards the uh, east and then curves north. Well, are we all ready? Shall we go? Okay. Let's go. Alrighty. Eleanor, you, come. Eleanor runs up to you, begins keeping pace. Um, as you guys head up towards the north, you can see the pathway continues and curves a little bit round towards the left, towards the west. And as you get towards, um, sort of walking for about 15, 20 minutes, I'll, I'll move you guys up to there. Um, you can hear the sound of roaring water um, from in front, the sound of water pouring in front or, or, or moving off, almost like a, um, a fountain or a waterfall. Uh, in front of you and as you come around the corner you can see the pathway actually ends at a sheer face of water pouring in front uh, through the water you can see the ripples and the the um, very skewed blurry uh, sight of what looks to be a massive building made of white marble in front of you below you at the bottom you can see about 10 feet down is a pool of water, a dark pool of water, and around it uh, are arranged numerous plants in what looks to be some sort of decorative garden. Uh, it looks like this tunnel actually opens up to the gardens inside the council chambers. Oh shit! Like internal gardens. Internal gardens inside the main courtyard. Uh, as you have a bit of a look around, you can see shadows moving of dragons as they move across uh, from different locations, one to the other, and you can also see the reflective glints every so often of what look to be armoured figures 
But from where you are, you get the sense that you are impossible to see. A dark corridor behind a flowing stream of water. Wow. Jin sort of walks up and has a bit of a look through the uh, the edge of the, the waterfall, sort of poking his head around the sides. Hmm. Looks like there's a bit of a garden here that we might be able to try and sneak through. Sounds good to me. A small ledge just up this way towards the north that we can try and scoot along. Might be a little bit slippery, but if we make it across, we'll be uh, in amongst the foliage. And hopefully uh, avoid being spotted. Before we get too close to the council chambers, I don't know about you guys, but um, I could maybe do with a quick five to a couple of minutes rest. Um, you know, maybe a quick spot of lunch or something. I could get around that for Took sure. A of hits there. I think we could take a quick I mean, break here. We seem to be fairly safe behind this waterfall. Perhaps I could uh, watch how the guards through the waterfall get, get an idea of their patterns or their movements. Perhaps that'll help us. While we wait, of course. Fine by me. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, you guys can all take a short rest. Yeah. <clears throat> Roll hit dice uh, if you want. Hell yeah. I'll give uh, Jin his warlock spell slots back while I am here. Necessary! Well, I'm <sighs> How much damage did Jin take last session? I think he took a little bit. Yeah, no, a little bit. He's fine. Oh. Give him his spell slots oh. back. Maybe he's already given himself a short rest. There we go. He's got his spell slots back now. Just rolling a couple of hit dice, um, declaring four, two warlocks and two sorcerers. Okay, I just rolled a three. Amazing. Nice. <laughs> oh, I, I was trying to do more than one at a time. Yeah. Oh, you can do them one at a time, and that way you can then pick how many you want to roll. I'm always, I'm always happy for people to roll one at a time. All right, cool. That doesn't worry yeah. me. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll take that. As you guys take a bit of a break... Yerveth, sitting there with Eleanor, sort of thinking through what you've been through in the last few moments, taking a moment to sort of sit with her. Uh, are you, you're looking at trying to look for the patrol yeah, routes and things like of, that? Yeah, just keeping an eye on the guards that we're going to have to like hide from in like a moment yeah. sometimes. So I'm just trying to get an idea of their movements, any sort of like... I, I probably can't overhear any sort of uh, noises or anything coming from the garden, but um, yeah, yeah I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd just be studying their movements, getting a feel for absolutely guard, move, uh, guard patrols. Yeah. Could I have a perception or investigation check, please? Your choice. Definitely a perception check. Uh, I thought so. <laughs> Twenty-five. The patrol repeats after what looks to be a fifteen-minute. Roots. You can see that guards are constantly sort of moving around. You get the sense that they're working on a very tight, uh, much lower uh, battalion than they might normally be used to. As you're looking through, you can see that people are like guards are working in groups of two, but occasionally there'll be a lone guard coming through the same route doing the same things. You get the sense that probably there's not many people here guarding the council chambers right now. 
given how many troops you saw in the city ransacking villas and places like that, you get the sense that maybe the council chambers is actually fairly unguarded. Out of curiosity, do the other guards wearing similar colors to the guards that stormed the villa? Are they... Yeah. Yep, okay. So the the guards who were sent to storm the villa were the capital guard, were the draconic guard. Yep. Um, dressed in very fine armor. Akani, you would know that these are very dangerous fighters. The Draconic Guard are trained from a very young age. They're taken from families. Um, it's a bit fucked, but the dragons actually <laughs> breed dragonborn. Dra- some dragonborn are specifically paired and partnered um, with each other to have as many children as possible that are uh, immediately put into the Draconic Guard, and they are, they are bred for strength and uh, <laughs> combat prowess and... Um, shall we say a reluctance to ask questions a uh ability to follow orders so they're not bred for intelligence i, I relay all, all of that to to the group it's like, this is one of the things the i'm fighting against, fighting against. <laughs> yeah this is barbaric yeah yes, um, <clears throat> but this is a skeleton crew uh Yervis, as you point out uh the guards and the changing of the guards to akani akani you know that normally draconic guard are in battalions of five that there are even lone guards let alone guards walking around in pairs there are very few people guarding this there's a whole 20 minute gap where no guard is present and the courtyard is completely clear before a guard runs in armor clanking weapons sort of pushing against his hip as he runs in has a brief look and then runs off in a different direction leaving the the area completely unguarded once again for another 10 15 minutes before the next group comes through of two guards does that kind of anti-punctuality there goes the eloquence again um strike me as like a uh, highly unusual yeah would, would that suggest to me that perhaps that's not a real draconic guard soldier oh maybe like that is that is one possible real... explanation the other is that they are just so overworked right now and they have to guard this entire palace and with maybe you reckon as you're looking through and, and it repeats because a short rest is an hour isn't it yeah so yep. you just have a repeat of the guard by the time you guys are, are finished it looks like maybe you, you only see 12 different individuals this whole time you get the sense <clears> that there's very few people guarding potentially akani you do get the sense that that is highly unusual and highly unexpected whether or not it's a byproduct of how badly guarded the capital is right now maybe it's a uh, a guard who is going against protocol. Maybe it's not a guard. Maybe this is someone infiltrating. You're not sure. That is an option. Ooh. Hey, Jin, do you happen to have any costumes that look like those or something similar? I don't have anything that looks identical. I haven't stolen any draconic guard outfits, but I do have some armor that I've used to infiltrate places before. I think we could, like, use some robes and kind of put them around a bit and I could make it look similar. Well, could, uh, we could maybe do that if we need to later on. Maybe Akani and I could could walk in pretending to be another rotation of the guard. Oh. Well, we do have we do have that armor from that fellow that we took care of uh, before. I think the, Akani might could plate be a good mail. fit. Yes, we have some plate mail that we robbed off a of a member of the cult, uh, Gold Dragonborn. Actually, Akani, I was wondering if you knew what this was. I picked it off, off him. And I'm going to show Akani the platinum glyph that I got off the uh, 
off the guy. Yes. Um, Akani, he holds out um, a platinum sigil, uh, a platinum glyph, a, a disc of platinum with a symbol marked in it. Um, it is the symbolic draconic symbol for champion. This, the person who bore this, the person who wore this, is a pit fighter, someone who fought in the draconic pits for the entertainment of dragons and other dragonborn. To have a platinum glyph means he has bested over 100 other combatants. You, I said, I, 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 like, what? Did you kill the man who held this? Yes. I slit his throat. I look a, a, a slightly terrified of, of you. <laughs> you are, well, he, he was a danger to us. He, I, I imagine a man bearing this sigil would be a danger to anyone he wanted to be a danger to. This is a, a champion pit fighter's medallion. Oh. <clears throat> oh. That's unfortunate. He, oh, he fought for a living. Yes, he fought with honor, didn't he, Yerveth? And uh, did you fight with honor? Says Jin. Do I look like someone who fights with honor? I fight to survive. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. I fight to live! <laughs> <laughs> yes, he, he did challenge us to one-on-one -on -one combat and we, we decided against that. We thought that was silly. Ah. <laughs> yes, look... In the interest of you all being alive, I I suspect not fighting him one on one was a was a good decision. I mean, g given the situation, <clears throat> I wasn't feeling my best, and someone decided to throw a fireball into the room <laughs> that I was in. Not once, but twice, and then I had to stare <laughs> down that champion one on one. Ah, I forget <clears throat> it. It was quickly. It was a quick, painless death. Although oh, yeah. he did rattle on a little bit, which was a bit surprising considering I thought I cut his jugular. But anyway. <laughs> um, just just a full credit to the man, to the dragonborn that he was. Uh, I believe case, he went oh, la, 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 as you slit his throat. Whoop. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> brief law point. Um, would the pit fighter, and in particular the champions, be someone of great respect? Or are they more kind of like a, something in... that a carny would that's up to Akani. More of a an, an artifact of dragon cruelty. Yeah, look, I, I, that's that's entirely up to Akani. Um, you know that the the pit fights are a way of essentially kind of um, literally old Roman bread and circuses, right? Like, give the people the circus; they want blood sport. Let them watch their blood sport, so they don't actually have a violent uprising. Uh, yeah, you get the sense that. Right. I, I would, let, let me rephrase. It, it is entirely up to Akani what you think of this, but. Um, I would say that Akani would know that a lot of people watch the pit fighting. Um, it is mostly for the entertainment of the dragons. The dragonborn are allowed to watch. Mostly the lower ring are invited to watch. And it's kind of presented as a, as a way out. If you can survive 50, I think it's, uh, sorry, let me rephrase. I'll find it. If you survive 10 bouts, if you defeat 10 champions, you get a bronze sigil that entitles you and your family to a certain stipend of money if you get to 50 you get a uh, silver 
Uh, if you get to 75, you get a gold. And then if you get to 100, you get the platinum. And the platinum allows you access to the upper city. You know, the, the rewards go up as you go up. But I mean, Akani, in your entire history, you maybe know one or two Dragonborn who've ever got the platinum. Right. Uh, uh, it, that, it would be a position of like, that is a respectable honor. thing. Yeah, yeah that's. Right. Okay, so, so even Akani with, with my general yeah. democracy slash communist bent that he's. Picked up, would respect the a, a, a platinum champion. I mean, yeah. he he he's supposed to die for the entertainment of the dragons. He did not. <laughs> so <laughs> I, there is a part of you that's like he fought he fought the battle in his own way. I just wish he'd been on the other side. He sided with the Tiamat. He was an enemy. Yes, he was with the Colton. We we saw him abusing a member of the Equalists, didn't we? Some uh, a silver dragonborn. Oh, what was his name again? He ran off with Mira and uh, Loki. I can't, I can't remember what it was. But he was, uh, yeah, poor fella. Actually, I can't remember his name. Um, <laughs> what was his name? Uh, that's a shame. Uh, I'll tell you. Did I write it down? Oh, uh, Scythus. You did, Scythus. Nice. Hey, there it is. Would I know Scythus? Yeah, as he says the name Scythus, you're like, yeah. That is one of the main leaders of the Equalists who allowed the cult access and is responsible for the corruption of your organization. <laughs> not my boy. No. Oh, Scythus, not your boy at all. Scythus, Scythus was... <laughs> you're experiencing Scythus. He's a bit of a worm. Um, was always in a position of power underneath people of power and rose ranks riding other people's success like he would attach himself like a parasite to people this this is your subconscious i'm describing how Akani would see it he attached himself like a parasite to people of actual skill and talent rose through the ranks and then delighted in pretending or, or appearing to be impressive himself i can see why Isn't this man might have abused scythus i hope you didn't leave anyone of importance with with scythus that that dragon cannot be trusted. Uh, uh, if I could well, even call him that. Two of our closest friends, Mira and Loki, went with him to find other members of the Equalists, says Jin. Well, I doubt yeah. Scythus will be taking them to any Equalists of value, given he knows none and brought none into the fold. Wow. <laughs> it's at this point you guys are really wishing you'd rolled an insight check. <laughs> would, would, would I... Would, did Scythus knowingly bring the children of Tiamat in? Or you, was that kind of an accident and he just sucks? You don't know for sure. <laughs> you don't know for sure, but I would say, Akani, like your experience with Scythus, it could be one or the other, but balance of probability, given the success of the cultists taking over and, and allowing the children of Tiamat to form, clearly he ha he did not have a hand in that deliberately because anything he touches turns to like disappointment and shit. So probably your mind fools the other, like he... He just wasn't clever enough to see through this cult, got caught up in the propaganda, and then just... <clears throat> well, in any case, it's out of our hands now. Um, now, I think if we are if we time this right, we should be able to uh, get into the garden undetected. We've got about 15, 20-minute window, if we're lucky. Yeah, that's, that's plenty. Mm. And honestly, any... very strange. <clears throat> Do, Do I? you have a... Do you yes. have any more Path with, uh, pass Without a Trace available? Uh, no. It's been a big day for the other. <laughs> 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 We're seeing if maybe it would be lucky. 
I I would say I would say given how long you've spent in the tunnels and the time of day it was before, it is now getting to mid to late afternoon. If you wanted to wait until night to try and infiltrate the council chambers, it would not be out of place for you to take a long rest. That's pretty tempting. However, I will add. I will add. You know that the council of five have been poisoned. Yeah, that's you thing. know that things shift, and uh, for those of you who have played with me before, I have, you have real time. world timers going for things, yeah. and it will the time you spend on things can affect other I'm things not, in place. As Just much so as know. it's tempting, as much as it is tempting to take a long rest, I I know that Elia is caught up in this, and I really don't want anything bad to happen to Elia because yeah, she's very helpful. Um, yeah, you ever kind of hums and haws about that and goes. I don't think we can wait here much more longer. The council are in trouble. Elia is accused of God knows. If we don't act now, we'll lose our window opportunity. I can feel it. Understood. <clears throat> well, shall Akani and I disguise ourselves as Draconic Guard and have you be our prisoners in case anything happens? So if we're caught or busted, we can pretend we're escorting you to the jail. Uh, to the- I think that's a safe bet. That's what Jimmy said, I think. Any, uh, any rope? Oh, I have rope. Any any more um I've got some I've got some rope. Yeah. yeah. I I okay. have some I have some manacles actually, as Jin pulls them out of the bag of holding. <laughs> pretty sure he does. Of course. I'm pretty sure he's being I'm um, pretty sure he does from memory. He does. Can Shana um use silent image to make herself look like a dragonborn as well? Yeah. So you know, the one snake person in the entire city might be a bit obvious. That's fair. Yes, he's got uh, two sets of manacles. Yes, I could manacle two of you. I'd um, like to be manacled. As, as Yervith, as, like Yervith will probably say, like, "Oh yes, I'll, I'll be manacled." He's going to look. He's going to get into his thief tools and grab a, a couple of lock picks and just strategically place them on his person, just in case he needs to unpick the manacle. Oh, uh, um, as as Jin puts them on, he does not lock them because that would uh, be okay. That would be potentially disastrous. He just closes oh. them. Cool. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wasn't sure like how. Uh, how I I don't think go. I don't think Jin would lock them. I think. Okay. Yeah. I won't do that then. I'll just take them. Yeah. Cool. Hold um, up the hands out. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah. Shana is disguising herself as a dragonborn. Akani does not need to. He is a dragonborn. But uh, Jin pulls out of his. Jin pulls out of the bag of holding fragments of the armor, so that the draconic guard don't wear full plate. So what he does is he takes some of the plate mail from the the bag of holding uh specifically the breastplate the pauldrons i think are the shoulder pads my armor knowledge is correct and then yep, the greaves so. and presents them to akani akani your your armor that you're already wearing actually kind of does the job anyway for most of it but enough. he gives you yeah he gives you some extra pieces of armor to try and like boost it up he takes the remainder armor puts it on himself after transforming into a dragonborn form um he's going to make himself vladislav again the uh um, oh no, Vladislav was uh, an Eastern European. Uh, he wasn't a dragonborn. Yeah, I think he's still yeah. Vladislav. He is still Vladislav. He, he still is. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember what his dragonborn noble Shenron. persona was. Shenron. Shenron. It was a green right. green dragonborn with some like orange birthmarks on his forehead. That was the orange full scales. Winged honored one, wasn't it? it wasn't quite. Yeah. He's not gonna. Before. Yeah, he's not gonna go full winged dragonborn for this one. He just takes on a green nondescript dragonborn. Um, all right, I'm going to roll a uh, disguise um, kit check for Jin. Yes, sorry, Baldur. 
Um, I was going to try and grab a disguise kit from Jin because I am, I've been hanging around with these folk for a very long time and they know who I am. So oh, yeah, um, sure. if I could yeah, get a robe or some sort of mustache, perhaps, or hair, a wig. <laughs> I'm very, there's nothing, there's nothing here. Probably, just... probably your tattoos would be one of the more defining traits about you, Baldur. Um, yeah. Jin has makeup that he can use to like, cover your tattoos a little bit that's not a bad idea that's a really good call i'll roll for that too yeah. um yeah all righty we'll do a roll we'll do it as a deception check there you go you should see that 13 for Jin. okay so not amazing but not bad either um although i mean he can't change the fact that you're a goliath uh but he does use the gray paint to gray out some of your more obvious head tattoos, um, gives you some robes to put over the top of what you're wearing to kind of hide more uh, the rest of your body and your armor um, and tuck your your great ax uh, underneath part of the hood so that it just looks like the hood is sort of over a bit of a hunchback maybe. Um, great, great. Yep. For Akani and himself, I mean, from a distance, it looks like you could be members of the Draconic Guard, but again, like the clothing isn't, isn't right it's, it doesn't have any of the sigils any of the markings of the draconic guard it doesn't have any of the um the uh, sigilry it's more just armor with some cloth that from a distance might look like member of, <laughs> members of the draconic guard um i mean he does his best but he's, he's trying to assemble a uniform here out of mismatched parts and bits of cloth um he does his best just a, just a suggestion based on the armor pieces that we do have um Rather than claiming that we're part of the council guard, um, could, would it be reasonable to sort of say that maybe we're part of a civilian militia? Um, you know, uh, dragonborn that support the cause, um, you know. Inside maybe... the council chambers. We chase them down here. Direction? I don't know. Akani, I don't know if that would fly. Aren't you quite hierarchical in this society? I mean... I don't know what the new society is, yeah. I guess. Uh, a civilian militia would have been stopped a few rings of the city ago, I, am, I imagine, before getting into the council chamber. Yeah, although at the moment, Akani, all rules seem to be out. Like, you know yeah. the children of Tiamat have taken control. Might work, you don't know. Could. Yeah. I mean, the Different city's in city chaos. But <laughs> It's possible. I think it's more plausible and... Um, we are actually part of the, the regular armory. Maybe our first port of call should be the armory then to try and get some, some outfits. Maybe we can try and find some uniforms prepared. Do you know where the armory is, Akani? Have you been to the Citadel before? I don't think Akani probably would have actually. No, Akani, you wouldn't have been inside the Citadel before. Um, you know where some of the barracks are within the city, but not in the Citadel itself. Does the Citadel have really good wayfinding? Um, <laughs> tourist maps. <laughs> tourist maps. Uh, let me let me put it this way. In the hospital, or it takes it to the, yeah, let me yeah. let me put it this way. It's big enough for dragons to take off and fly in and out. There's a whole upper balcony where dragons uh, can come in and fly in and fly out. The hallways are big enough for dragons to walk in their draconic form, let alone their human form. The place is huge. Um, <laughs> it's massive. Sick. All right. Yeah. So I mean, good wayfinding. I mean, just saying, in this to know would be not a miss. Um, yep. <laughs> excellent. 
Um, this map, does it just lead us to the front or is there more information? It looks like the map kind of ends here. You can see the scribbled area around the waterfall. Citadel entrance, don't get caught. Okay, yeah. So if we shouldn't get one. caught. <laughs> I can't help but agree. Not, not an inaccurate uh, or unfair <laughs> statement. <laughs> I mean, I could, I could stealth ahead and see if I can see anything. I think maybe if we're going to be heading in disguised and with manacles, I think maybe we should stick to that disguise with manacles and maybe not sure. split up. But Let's we can all try, try stealthing at first, and if we're if we're spotted, we'll say that we we captured you and we're just trying to get you to the cells. Yeah, at the very least, you have a fifteen minute window to get through with just regular movement. It looks like the last guard is leaving right now. Actually, maybe now's the time to go. Let's go. Breach, breach, breach. Alrighty. Go, 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 go. Can I have stealth checks from all of you, please? Hell yeah. I'll roll for Jin. Could you not? 23 for Jin. Not bad. 31 for Yerveth. It's pretty good. Disadvantage. 7 for Baldur. (laughs) As Baldur walks, like the manacles go clink, clink, clink. How's that for disadvantage? 17 and 18 for Akani, which means we're taking the 17. Uh, Alrighty, so yeah, Yova 31, uh, Jin 23, Shana 24, Baldor 7, Akani 17. As a group, we're taking a group average for this one. As a group, uh, I'm pretty sure that comes out to about 21, 22, if my math is correct, averaging up all those results. So still pretty good. Um, even though Baldor is quite loud, uh, Yova, you're next to him because both of you are together as prisoners. Um, Akani and Jin are in front. Shana's at the back, sort of trying to look like a group, moving these prisoners where they need to go. Um, you have you kind of like whisper instructions to Boulder, like, no, 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 don't step there. That's a, that's a stick. Okay, yeah, no, yeah, a little yeah, bit that yeah, way. Yeah, 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 Giving yeah. Boulder a bit of a hand with stealth. Crunchy, um, crunchy leaf. Crunchy leaf. As you guys move through the bushes on the side and begin to get to the edge, you can see that the large open area before you, this massive courtyard, um, is easily 120 feet wide by maybe 200 feet long. It is huge. Wow. Rows of gardens made of pristine white marble bordering uh, are set up. And you can see there's all different types of flora that's been arranged here. Um, all of it very uh, desert-like, very uh, very desert flora with the occasional tree as well. Not as beautiful as Elia's gardens, not as well cared for, but... Overall, the size and scale of them is staggering, probably more impressive on that front. Um, as you guys scoot through the foliage and then emerge at the end of the flower bed, duck down and push behind some cactuses, you can see the guard walking away, the lone guard walking back towards another post. For the last sort of 15, 20 minutes, there's not been any dragons moving around this open council area. And that luck holds true as you begin moving across. As you reach the far side and behind another section of garden beds, you can see there are massive marble steps leading up to the first floor, to a higher floor above that looks like the entrance to some sort of living quarters. Down towards the right is a massive set of steps leading down into the darkness that curve and twist below, uh, torchlight flickering uh, on two sconces on either side of this entryway and then flickering up from underneath the, uh, from the pathway beyond. You can also see a number of large open doors leading to various other levels on this ground floor. As you guys are holding position, getting ready to go, just as you go to take a step, sound of wing beats 
come down from above. And you watch as a massive black dragon, missing its front left oh, foot, no. descends and lands in the courtyard Fuck. about about 50, 60 feet away from you. Actual. You can see as it begins moving towards the entryway to the ground floor of this massive open doorway. And it roars a challenge through. Open the gates. Give me access to the chambers now. The doors with a grinding thud. <coughs> Excuse me, that voice is hard to do. Uh, the doors with a grinding thud and scrape. At the far end of the courtyard, away from you guys, the opposite end to you, begin pulling back, revealing a massive open stone area. This looks like the council hall. But there are no council of five, no five dragons seated at these dioceses arranged around in a circle. <clears throat> Instead, you can see various other dragons, most of them looking either scarred or scrawny or otherwise damaged, some of them with brands in draconic on their face. Traitor, murderer, thief. Aww sitting in the positions of council members. One of them, a large black dragon, much smaller than the huge one with the missing paw, is busy slowly dismantling stone by stone the dais where once another dragon stood, one of the members of the council. The large black dragon pushes on through, his tail whipping back and slamming one of the dragonborn who pushed the door open for him into the wall with a sickening crack his head cracks against the stone and he drops to the floor lifeless. The other dragonborn who'd pulled open the door, pushed open the door, like this look of shock and horror comes on his face and he runs over to check his comrade. As he moves across the stone steps, the black dragon missing its front left leg turns. Get back to your post, worthless maggot. Dragonborn freezes, moves back, begins slowly closing the door. And the other one the dragonborn moves over stepping over the body of his comrade begins closing the other door with a loud thud the two doors close blocking view of these large dragons inside the council chamber and of the havoc that they appear to be wrecking upon this world only 40 50 feet away you can see the tunnel heading downwards the stone steps there appear to be no guards at this exact moment no more wing beats no more noise. Jin, whose scales have gone a bit pale from, uh, from fear, looks at you guys and goes, Now? Do we, do we go? Now? Now? now. You guys run hastily across the courtyard, Baldur sort of jangling his manacles as he moves. <laughs> Yervis reaching over and grabbing and being like, Shut up! <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I'm holding it like to stop it from jangling. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> As you guys reach the edge of the tunnel heading down, the steps heading down, um, you can hear the sounds of chains clinking far below. Um, but probably the fear of what is on this upper level drives you forwards and you push down forward into the dark. The stone steps lead down for about 40 or so steps before turning around and then curving back the way you came, back underneath the main council chambers. Large enough to allow certainly a young dragon, possibly even an adult dragon, to squeeze through. This massive stone corridor with these steps heading down just dwarfs you. Each of the steps is designed for a dragon. You have to drop. You're running and then dropping, running and then dropping. You're not stepping down these steps. They are massive. Oh, my knees. 
Uh, actually, I would I would say towards the sides there are smaller steps actually for for Dragonborn to move up and down. That's a good point because oh, okay. how they get up. So the for, as you come down the first few in the main section, you're like, this is ridiculous. Oh my knees! <laughs> and then you look over and see the side steps. Like, ah, oh, yeah, there's a there's Dragonborn steps as well. Move over those and begin running down properly. Um, as you get down to the lower section, you can see rows upon rows of cells. Standing in the middle is a young white dragon pacing along, hissing at whoever or whatever is in these cells, occasionally breathing frost at uh, any sign of claw or tail that pokes through the bars, hearing yelps of the uh, the victims of this frost breath. The white dragon paces up and down, almost very cat-like as it observes its prey. Not so high and my... Oh, sorry, no, you go. Yeah. Yeah. How far away? Um, the, the stairs go down for another sort of 20, 30 feet, and then open up into this large prison chamber. Um, the white dragon is currently about 120, 130 feet away from you, pacing away from you as it's moving okay. down along the cells. The room itself continues for 200 feet, the same uh, width as the courtyard. So it looks like the, okay. the prison cells are directly underneath the courtyard above. Sure. Um, as the white dragon paces... What was that, sorry? Are there any guards keeping an eye on her at all? Just this white dragon moving up and down the, the corridor. You think this is... This is the guard. <laughs> There's white dragon pacing up and down. Um, as it peers into the cells, you can hear it sort of uh, hissing quite loudly, loud enough for you guys to hear in draconic. Not so high and mighty now, are you? Banished my father to the wastes. Cursed my mother a traitor. Yet here I am. And you are behind bars. Just as it should be. Your life ebbing away. Soon Tiamat shall return, and you will know what folly you had in your terrible leadership of our people, keeping us weak, keeping us soft. We don't need you anymore, Council of Five. Bah! Council of Fools. As it spits ice at the wall. Uh, We're killing this guy, right? (laughs) <laughs> uh, it depends if we think that it'll alert anyone else should we fungus him <laughs> Shana holds out the job should we save the fungus for the black guy upstairs save it for the black guy I reckon I mean <laughs> we can release the fungus here and then we can utilise the oh. uh, the splinter and perhaps splinter the target Shana Shana we should probably not uh release the fungus here while the prisoners are still here because we don't want to fungus the council members as well. <laughs> and ourselves. That seems counterproductive. <laughs> I suppose. All right, so, um, so is this like a um, just a walkway beginning down? Is there any way to like hide on either side? Oh, you guys can easily or... duck into the cells. I mean, the bars are designed to keep dragons in place. Um, there's a few smaller cells mm. for dragonborn, oh. which you'll not be able to move and duck into. But the the first, easily the first eight cells as you go down this corridor are designed to keep dragons contained. There are massive gaps between the bars you could easily just, just walk through. Mm. Oh, easy. Okay. What's in these um, these cells? At the so moment, you guys are still at the can... top of the landing. You haven't come down into the room yet. Sure. But as, as you look, you can see hunched shapes, uh, large draconic forms curled up, um, or, or lying down, most of them, on the on the stone floor, wings tucked in around them. 
from what those guys said, I think the council's down here, and I think it's in Actually, our best interest it, to get them out. Yeah, I think if we aim to maybe stealthily release the prisoners first, rather than engaging the single guard, we would have the advantage of numbers. They are poisoned, though, so they may not be in much of a fit state to fight for us. <clears throat> I was hoping a dragon would be a dragon, but yeah, no, I think you're right. True, I mean, you're not, even a poison dragon is still a dragon. I mean, that's a good point you raise, Akani. Their, their breath weapons would easily go through ours. Yeah. I mean, but they're not they're not using their, their breath weapon to set this young piece of shit alight to mm. burn it or to, to destroy it. It's it's taunting them. It's breathing ice at them. It is. It's yeah, very unusual. Um, Size-wise, how does it fare to that green smaller. dragon we saw? Earlier? Smaller. It's yeah, smaller. definitely smaller. This looks like a young oh. dragon. We killed that thing fine. Mm. <laughs> Thank um, goodness it wasn't heavily weakened by a uh, parasitic fungus that was eating away its flesh. Good thing we can uh, heavily weaken things with parasitic fungus. Oh, it's true. It's true. <laughs> We shouldn't go to the nuclear option just yet. Um, is there any sort of like, I mean, the Earth is probably not the most magically inclined, but because like they're not using their breath weapons, is there some sort of magic y thing, like, like any sort of inscriptions or anything obvious in the room that might be like causing it? Um, like any breath weapon? Field. Well, that, I mean, no, but that's a good question, Yeva. As, as you're sort of thinking that, you're kind of thinking, like, you're trying to think, how would that work? Yeah. Maybe the bars are warded, so only things can go through one way. That that is possible. Yeah. That would that's a pretty powerful enchantment to have a one way ward, and that means that if you guys were to walk into these cells, you would be stuck in them. You wouldn't be able to just walk out. Yeah, of them. that's a good point. So that is that is something to consider. The other thing to consider as well is that. Um, there's other ways to stop dragons being able to use their breath weapons. For example, dragons that are um, exhausted or otherwise incapacitated, you know that dragons can use their breath weapon and then when they have built up their strength can then use it again. If you were able to keep yeah. their strength sapped, uh. this, is, this is instinctual knowledge that comes to you with through your bond with Eleanor and through your talks yeah. with um, talks with uh, Elia. Oh, yeah, yep. Mm. Right. How oh, many I good berries... Good berries can you make? <laughs> not, not enough. <laughs> I'm going to need to make a good orchard for this one. Eat yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. That checks out, actually. Um, yeah, if only you had some great berries. Good berries are fine, uh, but you need some great yeah. berries. Or some excellent, excellent berries. Excellent berries, yeah. Excellent berries. I just thought the name good Yeah, but it's probably also wondering, like, oh, why can't they just... Oh, maybe we lose. We lost time. Yeah. I was just like, oh, well, why can't He'll why can't they just uh, summon like 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 change into like their humanoid forms and just walk out? But if they're weakened, that makes sense. So yeah, yeah. And actually, something mm. something else, Akani, you would know that um, not all dragons can transform into into humanoid forms. And actually, the older oh. dragons get, yeah. the harder it is for them to do that in this homebrew world. The the older they get, the more locked into their forms they become. Oh, okay. So yeah, not every dragon can do it, and the older they get, the ones that can do it, the harder it becomes for them to do it. Gotcha. Akani would know that. So, do we just brush the dragon? Yeah, do we just gank this guy? Says Jin. I mean, I've got a shank. It's a prison. Shank him. 
before we do this, I'm, I'm assuming like this is all taking place in a spot where we can't be seen. You're up on the landing. You're up on the landing. Be, like, overhead, You're up down. on the landing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's I, all stage whispers. We're not. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate to be the voice of reason, but is this actually a good idea to start a fight in the middle of this prison when we have no idea what is further into the prison and there's a council of dragons above us of villain dragons, including the one-legged giant black dragon that kills people for sport. Actually, Akani, Akani, now that you've seen him, I'm going to let you roll another history check uh, to see if you know that dragon's name. Because from the description, you might not have known it. Um, But I'm happy to let you... Uh, You've got no idea. (laughs) You've got three. Three, you're just like, "Mm." (laughs) hmm. Old one leg. <laughs> no, three leg. He's got three legs. Roughly Old three stumpy. quarters of a dragon, so... Yeah. Yeah, I look at Shiner and I'm like... Mm. I mean, Akani, he's almost bipedal. I mean, <laughs> oh. He's a dragonborn, right? He's, tri- he's, like he's, tri- he's tripedal he's right wyvern? now. Yeah. Oh. He's tripedal. Oh. You can take him. <laughs> Get that shit out of there. It's um, the dragon equivalent of that Mr. Bean car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A Reliant Robin. A Reliant Robin is the car. Wow. Uh, Sorry, yes, Yavis. Yavis looks at Shana and goes, um, yeah, we don't know. There may actually be some actual criminals in the jail. Uh, hmm. Should we try and and distract him? I could could use some dancing lights to, um, or some uh, hypnotic patterns to incapacitate the white dragon. I could give that a go. Says Jim. Yeah. I think it would be the smarter idea. To try and distract and uh, see if we can take yeah. the non the non-aggressive tact. That's what I learned from Mira anyway. Um trying not to kill everything that I see. Well perhaps we could we could try and convince him he's needed upstairs and that we will guard. Akani and I could try and talk him into thinking he's actually he's required for something important. We we could yeah. we could stand watch. Do we know that Black Dragon's name by any chance? No, we don't. I don't remember it personally, but no, we don't. We don't know it. You you should. You should tell them. You should tell them that we are coming to take us into the jail cell. That's why we're here. Ah, that could be how we. Yes. But then what? Once we then stick you in a jail cell, then we tell him he's needed somewhere more urgently. Maybe we don't even put them in the jail cell. Maybe we just. That's why we're here. We've been sent to put these. Put these prisoners away and tell him that he's needed elsewhere, urgently. That's 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 right. I like what you said. Devil's advocate, but um, so the the bunch of us, not a dragon amongst us, only a dragonborn, which actual dragons see unfortunately as two dragonborns, two dragonborns, three if you include you know. But he's a, even a young dragon isn't going to leave the guard. Uh, you know the head head guard position to a bunch of lowly dragonborn. I mean... Unless there's something in it for him, right? The Lord Black Dragon above ordered it. He seems like anyone would listen to him. We just don't know his name. I mean, I would be pretty scared if if that thing was after me and wanted my attention. I'd probably leave my post as well. Do we say that he wants some ice in his drink? I mean, how do we... He needs him urgently. Uh, But, I mean, my Lord Black Dragon is not really going to cut it, I don't think. Uh, The other thing I think we should keep in mind as well is that we kind of want to send him a bit further away than just upstairs. That doesn't give us a huge amount of time to get the council members out. Maybe if he was needed somewhere at the edge of the city. We also have the issue of if he 
stays within the citadel and realizes he's not supposed to be here and he and we've tricked him he's gonna alert everyone in the citadel well would he because we'll that might that might be embarrassing for him probably less embarrassing than all the council members escaping that's true which he clearly doesn't like very much While they haven't been the most equitable leaders, they're definitely better than the children of Tiamat. That's interesting coming from you. But of course, Look, I maybe... didn't necessarily want the council poisoned and killed. No, I just that's wanted true. better that's... representation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, Akani wasn't asking for much. Let's be honest no, here. <laughs> His list of demands was pretty reasonable. That's pretty reasonable, yeah. Hmm. It's a tricky one. I, I don't know what to do here. I, I reckon hypnotic, the hypnotic patterns seems like the, the the best play. If he goes if he goes to sleep, or is hypnotized, then we can go out and investigate what else is around. Sleep. Sleep's a good spell. Does anyone have sleep? A really big sleep spell. Does Jin have that sleep? I'll check and see if Jin has sleep. He might as a bard. Uh, no. We do have a. We do have another issue too. We we don't have the cure all yet. The we can break them out, but that's the poisoned. So ah, that's an issue. That's a good point too. We infect them with fungus and then command them like a puppeteer with the shard to <laughs> achieve <laughs> equality. Oh dear! I, I'm gonna be completely honest. Oh all I have no quality. attention to these council members are they other than Elia. I mean, does anyone else have any objection to actually that plan? <laughs> um, well, considering Elia's mother is on the council, I don't... It's not particularly know. fond of her. I uh... mean... I mean... I mean... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Look, they have a strange relationship, but I would still not be super happy Shana you you know that they have um a difference of opinion on a number of things <laughs> however much more you're adding in there that's all coming from you <laughs> what's the difference in opinions on fungus yeah <laughs> that's a good point you don't know I'm just thinking do we have any better ideas quite frankly it's a room full of full size dragons yeah, they don't move. They're very hard. They're very difficult to get out of there, aren't they? Look, we can try to convince her to get out of the city. Maybe that's our best play. They're so doomed. We, we spotted Tiamat outside the city. Go pay your honours. <laughs> Go worship her. <laughs> she desperately requested this. Yeah. Specifically you. She wanted white worship. Go. Yeah. White oh. dragon worship her. Is there a door to this place? No. Dragonborn, Dragonborns don't... I, I should say this now. You, you have not seen many doors in Veloxer. Um, mostly curtains and cloth. Not many doors. Mostly, yeah, mostly open. Cool. Yeah, it's very it's very Mediterranean in that sense. Very, um, Actually, more Turkish than anything else. So not a lot of wooden doors. Mostly curtains and cloth coverings for windows and, how, and doors. How, and the opening is huge, right? It's big enough big. for an adult dragon to walk through. It's, it's pretty big. Mm, you can, like, okay. mold earth, <laughs> close it in. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, oh, we shut it off. Like, you can't get anywhere. You'd be here for a while. There with this torturous white dragon. Look, at the, at the end of the day, that dragon is torturing 
living beings, and I'm not stoked on that. Yeah. Council members or otherwise. Look, let's just let's just let's just do it. Yep, hypnotic pattern. Go back on the. So head. just so you know, hypnotic pattern will last for one minute if it works. Yeah. If it doesn't, or they'll be alerted and they'll attack us. Axe. Yeah, and, and um, there could just be one roar, and then. Everyone yeah. else runs down to where the roar is. Did the passageway seem big enough for old three leg to get down? Ooh. Ooh. Akani, you don't think so. Oh, we're fine. Maybe we're trapped down here at the end, but a, a long mold earth session and eventually we'll be out. <laughs> <laughs> Just Shawshank our way out and we'll be good to go. Is it? Alcatraz that way. Scale shank in yeah. uh, D&D. Yeah, yeah. Just, okay, if we're going to attack this dragon, can Shana do a cheeky grease cast on the stairs heading down to us in case oh, someone comes so they just all fall down the stairs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comedically. Yeah, that's, that's very good, yeah. I, absolutely. That's yeah. I, you, can, you could grease the stairs? Of course you could. She's gonna if it, if it looks like we're gonna attack him, she's gonna grease the stairs. Can okay. we grease just most of it and leave one side? You could grease the the center bit with the dragon. So so just just keep in mind mm-hmm. how much how much can you grease? I think it's thirty foot cube. Uh, uh, sixty foot range, ten foot cube. Ten foot cube. Okay, so you could grease a stair, <laughs> one of the big dragon stairs, or a little bit of the the little dragonborn stairs on either side. She, she looks like on the dragon stairs. She looks to see if anyone is particularly more worn than the other, like as if it indicates the center. that's typically the first stair that's stepped on with like full weight. Greases that one so that there's mo- more of a chance of them just going like, yep. Okay. Can you roll me a D100, please, Shana? Just want to know this in advance. Oh, no. Great. <laughs> 61. Oh. Cool. Awesome. 61 dragons come. 61 dragons. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Awesome. Thank you, Shana. I'll keep that in mind. 61 is our D100 rule. Beautiful. Fuck. Um, Jin sort of looks and goes, before we before we jump in and attack, I, I, I mean, there are some other cells further down. Do we want to at least have a bit of a look at what we can see? Maybe stick to the shadows? I think that might be wise. See what we're dealing with. Yeah. No complaints. Alrighty, I'll take your stealths from before. As you guys move down the dra- uh, the Dragonborn stair- stairway, the side, much smaller stairs in, in, on either side of the large, massive stairs designed for dragons and stuff creeping down. You can see, yeah, rows upon rows of large cells designed to keep dragons in check. In each of the cells, as you come up to the edge of the bars and begin creeping through the shadows, you can see the white dragon down the end is taunting um, one dragon in particular, seems to be very focused creep down the edge of the bars and move past it's hard to see inside the cells because they are shrouded in darkness but as you pass you can see what look to be very large very old dragons in each one on the side you pass the right hand side you can see there is a large red dragon its scales so faded they're almost a dull gray pink dull gray red these clouded eyes look up and turn towards you as you guys creep past but the dragon says nothing and doesn't react at all just nods and lowers its head back down as you pass by the next cage you can see what looks to be a silver dragon 
large, a little bit reminiscent of Elia to your eyes, Yerveth, as you look through the same sort of patterns of scales and frills and fronds. And again, a bit younger than the older dragon on the, the uh, cage to its left, but you can see that eyes still looking a bit dull, looking a bit sick. The scales not gleaming with brilliant silver, but faded almost a dull gray. As the dragon turn to, turns towards you guys and watches you walk past again, this large ancient dragon says nothing. Simply allows you to pass without alerting the white dragon. Instead, it lifts up its claw, points down the corridor, which you are headed, and then gestures towards the right. Ooh, okay. Looks for a sign of recognition, a nod. Jin gives it a thumbs up. The dragon nods. Very lethargically, its head lowers back down towards the ground again. Almost half asleep. Is you that pump. direction towards the white dragon or away, away from the white from dragon? Away from the white dragon. All right, let's go that it's way. It's on the left-hand side. As you pass through, begin pushing down through the long row of corridors, you get up towards the back of the white dragon. The cell that you are passing through is empty, the door half open. Jin ducks behind one of the bars and stands still hiding behind it, looking. Pokes his head out, head back in, head back out. Yeah, this one's safe. I don't think we're locked in here. Quick, come, come, hide behind the bars with me. Jin gets behind the bars and stands very still. Is this where that dragon just directed us to go? Uh, you're not 100% sure if this is where she directed you to go, but you're coming up to almost in line with the white dragon. You can see Jin's looking a bit nervous about getting too close to the white dragon, potentially ah, nervous about I walking you, I behind you said the it. dragon gestured the other direction. All right, I was confused, sorry. No, 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 all good. Um, as you guys move in and stand behind the cells, you can see the white, you can hear the white dragon very clearly taunting this massive gold dragon. Scales, again, this dull, faded, almost almost like fake gold, like pyrite colour now. This sort of dull, dun, tarnished gold. As the head raises, it looks towards the white dragon. You have no idea what you're doing. Surprised you have the strength to speak. No matter. The poison should do its work soon enough. Sleep well, Elder. Knowing that your dreams will be done, your hopes crushed, and your people worshipping the god you sought to discredit, Tiamat will rise again. Please, you have to listen. And as he goes to say something more, the white dragon spits this glob of ice at him. Freezing his more shut as the head heavily drops towards the stone, unable to hold the weight of its own head and the ice as well. The gold dragon, this ancient gold dragon, its head crashes into the stone. You see pain flick across its eyes. The white dragon chuckles deep in its throat. <laughs> Brought so low. <laughs> and then begins stalking back towards the entrance the way that you guys came. Jin, seeing it walk past you guys and down towards the front, looks and gestures rapidly and begins like running stealthily towards the far end of the corridor and down towards a passageway to the right that comes into view as you begin running down. Yep. Um, as you pass through into this passageway, you can see this is designed for Dragonborn. The passageway is only eight feet high. 
about four feet wide. And here down uh, along this way are lo a ro uh, rows and rows of cells containing what look to be dragonborn. Most of them appear to be seated on the ground or lying on bunks, arranged and, and suspended. Akani, a number of these look to be fellow equalists, people who you haven't seen for a while, members of your fraternity, members who have been missing, presumed captured, presumed executed, some of them. And as you look, you can see that there are also other criminals here, maybe uh, occasional criminals that you recognize, uh, a large red dragon ball with a large scar down his face who... Um, tried to uh, assassinate one of the uh one of the uh, let's say one of the blue dragon nobles of the city um not in the name of the equalists in the name of wanting to uh take all of the uh, the blue dragon shit and uh, rob him blind but tried to assassinate a member of the member of the nobility and was sentenced to execution but is here in these cells um i i, I approach some of the the fellow equalists so Doug. <laughs> Doug. <laughs> That's his name now. Doug. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, as Doug. you walk up, Doug. Uh, I thought you were dead. Doug looks at you. Um, uh, Akani, is that? Is that you? My. Uh, yes. He's like rubbing his eyes. My eyes deceive me, and it's not possible. No, we're, we're we're here specifically to free you, and no other no other reasons. Um, where, where are the keys? The, the, the keys, I, I have no idea. There hasn't been a jailer through here in oh, almost a week. Don't worry about keys. I can get these cells open. Please, please do. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, you stroll on up, feeling pretty confident from the looks of things. Pull out your uh, your lock picking kit. Uh, can I please have a slider hand check to unlock the doors? 25 Wee. there's a reason he looks confident yeah that just pulls out his lock picks dink, 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 and then as the lock clicks and the bars just open the gate just opens um daug sort of looks almost a bit confused reaches a hand out almost looking like he's ready to pull it back but then his hand just moves through the open open door he snatches it back and looks and goes eight eight months i've been here and Forgotten the smell of fresh air. I I, I look at Doug, and I, there is a sense of like you ever looks like there is like a, a, a glint in his eye that is like I know, and and you ever just nods and goes, I understand that pain. Trust me, brother. Uh, I'm assuming I, you've like, taken I, your I, manacles I, off, your fake manacles at this yeah, stage. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Those manacles are up, well and <laughs> truly off. And I like roll down my sleeve, and you can just see like Yerba's arm is just like covered in scars and branding from years of being kept in a jail. Um, yeah, he just sort of goes, "Now's your time for for freedom. What's to reclaim your city? What's what's happening? It, the guards it sounded like something was going on, and then this morning, that white dragon ordered everybody out, and I could hear the sounds of something." Some heavy things being dragged and locked in cages. It mentioned the Council of Five. Has the revolution begun? Not the way we would have liked, brother. What's happened? The the children of Tiam after you left, the children of Tiamat seized control of the Equalists and now their infernal cult has seized our fair city. 
and poisoned no. and imprisoned the council. No, this is not what we planned. Please tell me this hasn't been done in the Equalist's name. Uh, uh, partially. Uh, they, they've rebranded, fortunately, to the children of Tiamat, but the association is known. Shite. <clears throat> it's, this is not what we wanted, Akani. This is not what we fought for. No, we'll, we'll need a solid PR campaign, mate. <laughs> very, <laughs> very solid. Hearts and minds. <clears throat> you said the council had been captured. How? The councillor? Ancient dragon? How? Have they been captured? Poisoned. Poisoned? Underhanded tactics. We're not sure by exactly who yet, but a large three-legged black dragon has taken control of the area. Did you, did you say a three-legged black dragon? Does that sound familiar to you? There was a banished dragon way back. I only know him by his moniker, Darkwing. I don't know his name, but he was banished for trying to overthrow the council. This is got his wish. a hundred years more ago. Uh, following the ruin, he said the councillor betrayed Tiamat and tried to overthrow them. Uh, led an uprising of, of various other dragons, chromatic and metallic. Tried to take control. The council were unable to, to kill him, I think, or, or unwilling, and allowed him to leave. Banished. Never to return. Well, then. It seems they should have should have killed him in this case. He was he's he's back, and he is incredibly cruel. The yes. name Darkwing is too kind to him. Yes, Darkwing the cruel. Then shall we rename part of our rebranding? We put it all <laughs> on him. Make it all his fault, eh? <clears throat> Hardly our fault, Doug. Jin, Jin sort of strides up in his uh, green dragonborn form. Ah, uh, yes, uh, Shenron. Nice to meet you. Uh, what were you saying before about uh, about other members captured here? There's rows and rows of people. Are, the, are these all members of your little group? Uh, no, some are. I, I can point out the members of our, our group. And as as, as Kanyu Arakani, but others are criminals. And there were two others brought here, uh, captured... Brother Sly has been has been killed. I I, I assume that, that that's another big uh, big equalist. No nickname for the piece of shit you hate. Um, ah, he was killed. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I heard I heard I heard one of the other prisoners talking about it. He was stepped on by another dragon. They just crushed him underfoot. Ooh, look, I. I don't mean to be insensitive, but Brother Cyphus is definitely part of the reason we're, we're in this situation to begin with, I'm afraid. Indeed, he was the one who said that the cult of the dragon, the, the order of the dragon, I should say, not doesn't say cult, the order of the dragon, he was the one who said that they could be allies. I was taken not long after that, captured by the city guards for daring to hang up posters propaganda and spreading dissent. Acts of terrorism is what I've been charged with. 
education could hardly be considered dissent. Aye, but I think in their minds it does make them afraid, so I guess terror does make sense there, hey? When, when will they learn that equality is is not a terrible, disastrous thing? They don't lose anything by us gaining. No, all, if anything... All we have to lose is our chains. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. W- what are you planning to do? I, 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 I'm, I'm so grateful you came to rescue me. Is the plan to get the equalists out and to leave? What's the plan? The plan is to get the equalists out and save the city. Save the city? No offence, I can't but how? Working on it? (laughs) Got a five-point plan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You mentioned two others that were taken here. Yes, uh, Dragonborn and and someone else. uh, I don't know. Are they they still here, do you know? Uh, Yes, uh, one of the cells down uh, down towards the back. We should, we should free the equalists. Your, your friends, the the uh, elf. I'm sorry, I, I don't know your name. He, he's a he's a human. Don't don't be offensive to him. <laughs> you said you're a human, right? Sorry, a human. Um, could you unlock? I, I, if I point out some cages, could you unlock them, please? I'm certainly not a human. My gesture at the ears. I was right the first uh, time. I said elf, but Akani, you said he was human. I'm a wood elf. Sorry, I... I... Humanoids. Yes. I'm going to not be grossly uh, um, offended, and I'm going to help your kind, because I know what it is like to be captured and kept in such conditions. I... uh, Yes. I'm sorry, I did not mean any offense. Um, Please forgive me, we don't get many travels uh, from other lands here. Maybe that will change with your um, establishment if you come into power. I, I, I have no, I can't. I don't think we ever discussed this, oh. but we, we see no reason to have curfews for other races within the city walls. Oh, I was historically a bit apprehensive about the humans and others, but this this group has certainly proved a a capable group of companions to adventure with. I eloquence is really not my strong suit tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness your paladin with the uh, charisma is your uh, your yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll chalk I... this one up to the, to the floor. Leave me alone. Yeah. Well, well <laughs> please, I'll point to the cages. If you can help me unlock them, we'll free our brethren, and then we can go investigate these others, and of perhaps course. see if we can find a way to to help the the council members. If that's your plan. Are you hoping that they'll be grateful enough to give us what we want? I, I don't see a, a better way to to achieve all of our goals. I mean, we we never really wanted the council removed, just representation for us on it. it well, was maybe a- maybe there's a chance to prove our worth beyond just a slave workforce. Maybe there's a chance to prove us as, as equals. People. <laughs> yeah. In, in any case, the council members are poisoned. We know that there is a cure, but the enemy has the cure in their possession. We still need to figure out where that is before we depart this area. Do you know who stole it? Well, based on my assessment of the situation, members, either of the children of Tiamat or Equalist sympathizers, although I doubt it was your kind, 
infiltrated Elia's uh, Elia's um, uh, manor, broke into her greenhouse and stole them. Now, I believe they're in the hands of the children of Tiamat, which would make more, the most sense. Or somewhere in the Citadel. Potentially close by. I, I can't... They can't imagine they would they would keep the the cure far away from the poison in case they needed it for blackmail that's, or for. That's my thinking. Could potentially be somewhere here. You haven't seen any sort of movements here, Doug. Uh, <laughs> Doug, uh, no, I've not. Oh. I've not seen any. I've not seen anything. Uh, what would this cure look like? Are we talking about some sort of potion or some sort of? It was probably just a plant. I, I don't know if they would have had time to distill it into um, into a potion. I, I I don't know. Then no, not that I've seen. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but perhaps if we are able to get some equalists together and send them out through some bolt holes, we might be able to locate, get some information, find out where it is. Sounds good. I'll get to it. Did you see? Did you see Elia? She's here too. Well, well, yes. She, when we found out about the, the break-in and the poison being stolen, Elia realized we found information on left behind at the crime scene that the poison was going to be used to poison the, the council members, and Elia found out and went to try and stop it. But to our knowledge, she was captured. We, we don't know for sure if she was captured, but we believe I, that with everything that's happened. Uh, I've heard the White Dragon talking. He's got her uh, in another set of cells upstairs. She's in a in a dragonborn form. He's got her magically paralyzed. Do you know how her power, his power, works? This white dragon. <clears throat> uh, no, I'm sorry, I, I don't. I'm not sure it's him specifically, but I think it's some aspect of the cells or some magic involved with keeping prisoners under lock and key. I, I don't know how it works. Mm. I'm a baker, for God's sake. <laughs> uh, well, when this is all said and done. You can bake me some some fresh pastries. <laughs> because my friend here has some very stale pastries, and I am quite frankly <laughs> don't want to see another stale pastry in my life. Yes, I probably could do with replacing some of my stale pastries with some fresh ones. That's a good idea. Thank you, Yaris. Says oh, of course. Don't mention it. Right. Well, if you can help me unlock the cages, I think we should be prepared for whatever may come. See what we can find. Say no more. And you ever thought, go and open the cages. Alrighty, that I think is where we will wrap up for tonight because this next bit's going to be a bit more involved, I suspect. Oh I think, yeah, I think that's a good little, good little bit to leave you guys on as we as we prepare for Prison the next session. Break. Prison <laughs> break. This is going to be very exciting. No, I'm very very excited. Well, thank you so much, everybody. I can see chat's been asking some quick questions. Um, yes, uh, in in answer to your questions, this is a very home brewed version of um. Uh, the um, Tyranny of Dragons campaign. We are doing the Council of Dragons. However, rather than just arriving in the city and chatting to some dragons, then coming back, uh, I've got a whole story arc built around this. So this is all set in my homebrew world, Nostea, um, with all uh, homebrew story elements as well. Um, yeah, it, this is this is not just a throwaway bit where they go and talk to the dragons and just like convince dragons to join them and that's it uh that's too railroady i decided to have a whole chapter a whole segment on this so we're having a lot of fun with this um but yeah um 
I, I can see you've also planned on doing some homebrewing with the uh, Rise of Tiamat. Couldn't agree more. It's a campaign. Tyranny Dragons is very railroady. It benefits from a bit of uh, homebrewing, a bit of TLC, shall we say. Uh, but thank you so much everybody for coming and watching we really appreciate it if you've enjoyed this give us a like or a comment if you're watching on youtube if you're watching on a various oh, sorry listening on a various podcast platform give us a rating give us a, a like if that's possible or a, or a rating or a comment or whatever you are able to do we really appreciate it. it really helps us out but for the moment that's it from us we will see you all again next week now there is no avatar legends session tomorrow night i'm really sorry i won't be able to run avatar legends rpg we will be doing it sometime next week possibly monday or tuesday i will put out a poll to check with our players and see what days suit them but definitely no session tomorrow night okay that's it from me everybody stay safe stay well we will see you all again next time but until then farewell goodbye everybody bye